Hi everyone, welcome back to Final Film. Today we are bringing you another tier list. I've been joined by Ollie and Michael at the minute. Holly is having power troubles and may join us somewhere in the mist. The gods of podcast land just do not want her to join. No, uh, we're just not. As punishment it. for subjecting us to phone quality audio last time. It's fine, it worked out fine. Um, so, bearing in mind that since we last recorded, I have had two conversations with my best friend on his stag do, one while he was sober, one while he was drunk, saying, I would watch his stuff, but it's just too long. And I have also had texts from Sam Collins saying, why don't you do anything that's shorter than about two hours long? The, the decision to do a 53-film tier list is a bit ridiculous. But I've put things in place, and I've already told these two. I've got a timer, right? Two minutes of film is all we're doing. If we do less, we do less. That's fine. If you know what? We're massive in India, so maybe the long-form content is what goes well. That's what they need on those really long train journeys that happen in Exactly. So that's why it's working. Um, Yeah, so we're going through 53 films, the 53 films that have basically grossed over a billion dollars worldwide. And this sort of stemmed from Barbie hitting it a couple of weeks ago. Now, the list that I'm going off is from insider.com. So all of the totals are correct of whenever this article was published, which I think was when Barbie just crossed over. So 7th of August. So Barbie's going to have made a bit more since then. So, well, you know, we'll, we'll go as we do. Now, a couple of things that we need to iron out, first of all, is we are doing vetoes. We didn't really need them on the on the video games tier list. Um, but we're going to have three vetoes each, just because I know for certain there are a couple of films in here which I need to fight the corner for, and I think there are a couple of films in here which I think Ollie needs to fight the corner for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michael, I'm unsure about where your loyalty lies in a lot of these, but we'll get, we'll get to that when we get we'll find to out. it. <laughs> um, and we said, you know, whenever Holly joins us, she will have her three vetoes, so it depends on what films are left for Holly at that point. Um, and yeah, uh, I, I wasn't certain on whether you wanted to do it in reverse order, so you're essentially ending with Avatar, or do we just try and like, I don't know, mix it up a bit? Don't know, don't know. I don't mind. I think they're all billion dollar films, aren't they? So let's just let's go in reverse order then. Let's start let's the list. right. So we're going to start at number fifty three. Jesus Christ! Right. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. I'm starting the two minutes now. This grossed just over a billion. I didn't even realize it had hit a billion. Now, Ollie, have you seen this yet? Because I know you're right. So, Michael, have you seen it? I haven't, no. I'll be honest. Right, it's I mean... all on me then. Right, that's fine. <laughs> I will be as you know objective as I can be. It's not a good film. It the the sort of the trailer of mixing the old cast and the new cast intrigued me instantly and I was all in for it but it didn't work so at that point Ollie would say that then goes in a fail because it failed to do what it set out to do I don't know if I would sooner put it in the third but I think with a film like that how do you not get the original cast and the new cast right yeah Um, we'll, we'll fail it that was a minute. I, I'm tempted to fail it just on the line from Laura Gurn that I know is a thing that slid into my DMs. 
Yeah. Laura Dern, Laura Dern should never say that. Laura Dern is no. better than that. You are better than that, Laura. Um, Agreed, uh, finds a way. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Right. I mean, this time of arc is just right. Anyway, uh, number 52. Please don't make me use a veto straight away. The Dark Knight. Veto, fail. No, I'm kidding. Get it up there. Get it right. up there. Just over a billion, six million over a bill. My instant reaction here is to put it in a first. It is. It is. It, I think it's good. It's not the best in the trilogy, though. That's my my issue. What? The, other, the other one is further on, isn't it? Dark Knight Rises is better than the Dark Knight. It is a better. Where we're going to have contention. <laughs> right. Okay. I am gonna. Bite hang, on, hang, on, hang, on, hang on. 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 I would say they're both right. probably in first. And I guess we're not doing tears within first. This is the thing, Michael. Um, this is the thing. And I've, I've really, I, I was thinking last night, and you know, shows how well my Sundays are going at the minute. That, that all my brain <laughs> always going to this. Ollie doesn't like rises. No, I like rises. I really like rises. And Whether I, or not you I, like rises, though, Michael, that is a steaming hot take. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, right. But I know that if if Ollie had his way. He would either third this or fail this, right? That's a dark night. No, rises. Oh yeah. I'm yeah. not. I'm, I'm too to it. Right, which I think he's still thinking. So then at that point, it's like a veto fighting a veto. So then I was almost at the point of thinking, well, if if me and Michael go against you and we overpower you, like where do we land there? But Oh, that right, is we'll a get, steaming hot day. We'll get to that when we get to that, okay? Because yeah. we can, you know. So, right, Dark Knight's in the first. Easy peasy. Right. Contentious on Ollie Point. Number 51, The Hobbit, An Unexpected Journey. Just, o- uh, just over 1.01 billion. Um, Ollie really hates these films. Uh, yeah, I mean... I think, in context, you can kind of give the first one a bit of leeway, because it's like setting things up and it does set things up and I don't think it's the fault of the film that I don't like the story that much because I have actually read The Hobbit and it's like and I know it's more of a kid's book than The Lord of the Rings but it is and then this happened and then another dwarf came along and then they went to this area la 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 it's just, uh, yeah it's not a great story it isn't and it kind of meanders at the end as well and to have drawn it out as much as it did having said that I'd happily put this in third, but I think it, it's a fun film. Like, but it's like if you think of it like a family film, like Lord of the Rings is a bit more adult, and this is a bit more easygoing. It's a bit more fun. Um, I, I think had they not tried to split it into three films and left so little plot for each film, which mm-hmm. themselves are quite long, and giving it to Guillermo yeah. del Toro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would have been so much better because he would have like done that. He would have done his weird little Guillermo like tragic family element in there, and it would have been quite yeah. nice. And I get that they started to pull parts from like the Silmarillion and some of like the unwritten stories into it and stuff. And then Legolas shows up because yeah. they wanted to have Orlando. And it, I don't know. It just kind of like I, I just felt like it didn't. If we go on like, what it set out to do, 
it wasn't really the Hobbit, was it? If we think about the book, that's what is it, like two hundred and some pages long. It's not a very long book, is it? Yeah, then yeah, that is a three-hour, three-movie epic, I, is it? I remember as well. I went, cannot remember the context for it at all. I'd have to ask my dad. But just before I went to secondary school, I went to see a stage show, like a stage production of The Hobbit, and that was better. Like the special effects in that were better than this billion-dollar movie. Right. <laughs> We've cashed in and time there. Right. My I would go third. So you and Ollie are both third. I'd third it, yeah. Right. Fine. I'll I'll take you two with a third. Right. Number fifty, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Uh, One bill. Twenty three mil. Where are you going at, Michael? First hundred percent. First, Ollie? Um yeah, I I probably would actually, you know. But that might just be the millennial in me. And my instant reaction is I'd go high two one. Because mainly because I think of the ones that we're going to talk about, my favourite is yet to come. In terms of the Potter films, <laughs> um, Azkaban should be on this list because it's the Azkaban's best. Azkaban's best film. Azkaban's but yeah, Azkaban yeah. is the best one. Um, so my instant reaction is two one. I have a lot of nostalgia feels for it. Um, I think in the same way that you probably do, Michael. Um, I think the issue we've got is all the kids couldn't act yet, could they? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. had they, so, you know, the the, the had the acting skills they have from three, I, four. I, I would argue that that doesn't really change throughout the entire series, but hey, <laughs> it does get better. Gets better than Hermione's voice. What voice in number two? Oh, that vo- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That line grates me every time. <laughs> um. Out, can we meet at a 2 1? Ollie, what's your opinion? I, my initial reaction, and you're going to hate this, was 2 2. But then when you said 2 1, I was like, that doesn't offend me. Like, because it, it is pretty accurate to the book. Mm. And the book is great. And it is a, it's as accurate to the book as a film adaptation that's got to kind of cater to kids can be. Yeah. Um, most of the uh, acting performances in it are great. Um, What's the guy who plays Quirrell called? Because he's a really underrated British actor. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I think two one is fair. Right. Yeah. We'll land in two one then. Um, number forty nine, Alice in Wonderland, two thousand and ten. This is the first one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Not through the looking glass. I don't think that made Bill. Um, it was alright. It wasn't. It weren't great. Okay. It was. I mean, the, the it's what I'm going to say about a lot of these ones. The animated version is just so much better than mm. this. I I don't even like the animated version all that much. It's just not my cup of tea, Alice in Wonderland. But it, the whole point of it is that it's this weird. Like I often criticize films for being like, and then this happened, and then this happened. But it's Wonderland. It's the entire point of the story. <laughs> is that it's this child's imagination kind of run rampant. And then this tries to turn it into some weird, serious political war drama because Tim Burton wants to make it dark and brooding. And it's like, no, Tim, there's there's other properties you can do this with and it'd be really, really good. Like, I'm tempted to fail this because it, it doesn't understand the assignment. At its core, it doesn't understand the assignment. I don't think I'd go that far as a fail. It's ugly as well. It's so ugly. I'd, I'd, I think I'd rest at a 2-2 two, two or a third. 
I'll meet you at a third. Third? Yeah, I wouldn't argue with a third. Yeah. Like I say, it's it's kind of fun, but it's not it's not a good film. Yeah. It's like you'd watch it with the kids and then never watch it again. <laughs> uh number 48, Zootopia or Zootropolis from 2016. Mm. Now, I really enjoyed this. I that scene that, that they've taken a screen cap from for the insider advert, especially in the DMV. Oh yeah. The sloths yeah. in the DMV, just that alone. I tell you what, that's actually the one joke that I hate because it's like I know it's the point, but it's like, yes, I get it now. Sloths are slow, the DMV is slow. Can we, you know? Can we move on a little bit? Now they've done that Family Guy thing, haven't they? Where they they take a joke and they push it past the point where it's funny, and then they wait. It gets awkward, and then it kind of gets funny again. Mm. Yeah, I. Mm. I've seen this once. I don't mind it. I think, oh, you have much more of an affinity for it than I do. I, Michael, I love you it. You like it. Uh, I enjoyed it, yeah. I, lo- I, love any, I love any kids' film that can get across, like, a serious message really well and getting across that idea of systemic racism really well and getting kid- getting making it in a way that kids can get their head around it and understand it. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah. And it's imaginative. I love all of the like ways that the city, like the world building's fantastic. All the actors are fantastic. Nick's story, his little backstory, where he's a little boy and he's got a muzzle put on him, heartbreaking. I would put this in first, but I know you guys, like you especially, Adam, you're not going to agree with that. I, I think I would go two one. I will I meet you at two one, but I'm not overly yeah. happy about okay. it. I don't care enough to veto it, but. Yeah. But I'm not, you know, I'm not sending it down to the bottom of the bin, you know. Uh, oh, here we go. Number 47, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Ooh. Wow. The top of Ollie's crap you love list. Yeah, it is. I'll be honest. I um, I saw this and I hadn't seen the original trilogy properly. Oh, okay. So Same. I was 10 when this came out, obviously. And I'd seen bits of the first one, but no one in my family was really a a Star Wars fan, so this came out, and I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is just so good. Jar Jar Binks is a bit annoying, given, but you know, films have annoying sidekick characters. And then Darth Maul has the double lightsaber, and I'm just sold. Yeah. Um, And I think that it was aimed partially at children. The point of this was to get the new generation interested in Star Wars, because adults were already interested. They already had that generation. And the whole point of this was to appeal. And I think it does that really, really well. Like 10-year-old me, and I know my cousins and everyone, we were just enamoured. You know, and I've got like Darth Maul's on the shelf behind me with his double lightsaber. I agree that it does appeal to children really, really well and get a new generation of Star Wars fans up. But as we will see later, there is a way to do that without alienating your current fan base. And this did. Like, I I love it. I have that affinity for it because I I was... Younger when it came out, was it ninety nine when this came out? Yeah. yeah, so I'll have been I'll have been seven, mm. and obviously seven year old me loved this, and I do still love it. If I watch it now, I'm like, oh yeah, it reminds me of my childhood. But it's such an easy in terms of film, in terms of story, in terms of character, it is so easy to pick this film apart. Yeah, so easy to pick it apart. My gut reaction is fighting two one for nostalgia, two two for quality. I think I two two is fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think I two two is fair. Like it isn't a good film, but we love it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I think I if we've acknowledged, like me and you, Adam, uh, if we've acknowledged that it's crap, yeah, and we've all agreed it was a crap film, you can't have it in like a two one. It's yeah. one of those films. And they wasted the Yeah, you're allowed to acknowledge the flaws in it, and mm. still like it, you know. Um, right, forty six, Finding Dory. I haven't seen this. I don't like it, even though I haven't seen it, because it ruins a theory about Finding Nemo that I really like, that Nemo's not real. And that oh, Nemo right, okay. died, and it's like yeah. he needs to let go of like what happened and move on. Yeah. And then Finding Dory ruins that theory, so I don't like it. Um, but I've seen... Another thing seen that ruins that theory is that even Pixar would never go that dark. <laughs> You wait, yes. you wait. They've not hit that, that time yet. Um, I I love Finding Nemo. Yeah, as I've mentioned on the podcast, it's my favorite Pixar film. Um, and... it's certainly one of the best looking, even to this day. Oh yeah, yeah. it's incredible. And Dory didn't really do much for me. In the, I I didn't rush out to go and see it at the cinema because I just thought this is just going to be a cash grab. We watched it when it when it came out on Blu-ray. Didn't really mm. do much for me. I don't think it's an awful film. I just did. It just didn't do anything for me as a huge fan of the, the you know, the first one. Yeah. Um, I think I'm. Go- I think I'm leaning towards a two-two. I'm leaning third. Okay. I think genuinely the only reason this is a billion-dollar film is because people were that hyped off the back of Finding Nemo. It had nothing to. It had nothing oh. to do with about oh. this film. I'll say this because obviously I'm not certain on where things like because you know we've got films in here from the 90s so like Phantom Menace which we've just spoken about didn't make a billion in its first run made a billion from 3D re-releases and all that other kind of stuff that came with it my knowledge of this of these bunch of films is I remember the big deal of the Dark Knight crossing the bill and like mm. it, it being absolutely massive and then obviously inflation happens all that kind of stuff and then you get more and more films, finding it somewhat easier to cross the billion-dollar mark. Now, there are certain films on this list that I remember being sort of besotted by and tracking where they were in making their money, one of which we will come to in a little bit. But I think some of them just do it because of the type of film that they are, you know, like this, for example. Like, Dory did it because of it was probably released in a half-term holiday and everyone needed to get out and go to the cinema. doesn't mean that it's a fantastic film. You know, we've got two Minion films to get to yet. So, you know, you, you, you see where we're going. Um, <laughs> right, 45 at the time of writing this, but this might have changed is Barbie. Um, it's definitely, uh, definitely going higher. Yeah. 1.3. Have you seen Barbie, Michael? I have. Yeah. yeah. Um, what did I... Nella think of it? Because I had a conversation with Nella about it before we finished. Um, yeah, she really enjoyed it. I, I'll yeah. be honest, we all really enjoyed it. I don't, and I think it's one of the. So I took like my, me, Nella, my brother, and my son went to watch it, um, and it's one of the few films that my son would in the cinema sat and watched all the way through without. He doesn't really do films for some reason. Right. He's more into like video games and stuff, and he just watched it all the way through and he loved it. And I liked it in the sense that it challenged certain things like that I held quite true. Like mm-hmm. there's a point where Ken goes back to Barbie Land, and then we're back with Barbie, and I'm sat there thinking, "What's Ken doing? Why, why are we not focusing on what Ken's doing?" And then I'm thinking, "Why do I care?" Exactly, because the yeah, movie's yeah. not about Ken, but that's because we're so, like, kind of linked in our brains to he would be the person we'd follow. Had this film been made ten years ago, it would have been about her going to the real world, 
finding Ken and, you know, Barbie and Ken. Now she's complete because she has Ken. You know, and I thought it challenged that really, really well. Um, and it is just a fun film. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed watching it. The jokes are quite good. They land quite well. Mm. Michael Sarah as Alan is ingenious. Like, one of the best things I've seen. Uh, it's quite self-aware as yeah. well, I think. Um, and I get that there's some people who viscerally hate this film. And I kind of understand why, because it challenges certain things that, and if they're quite important to you. It's the people who are insecure about those things that's challenging. Oh, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Viscerally yeah, yeah. hating, hating on it. Because I'm similar to you in that I sat, I sat there and watched So Amy, my wife, took my daughter Ruby the day before I saw it. They really loved it. And then I tried to convince Ruby to go again, but she wasn't too fussed about going again. Um, so I went on my own. And um, the bit where they changed Barbie's dream house to the uh, Mojo Dojo Casa house and all yeah. the bits with the Kens where they're going... Just let me just come over and explain this to you. Um, do you want to come and watch The Godfather while I sit with you and talk to you about all these... I felt so attacked at that like, point. Like, there were so <laughs> many things where I was like, oh, my God, that's me. And then, like, Can I play I'm, guitar at you? Yeah. Like, the, bits, <laughs> yeah. the bits in the I'm Just Ken song where it's like, oh, I'm just Ken, but I'm good at doing stuff. And, like, I got <laughs> home and Amy was like, are you a Ken? I was like, well, I'm good at doing stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I think I went to the gym the same day, and Amy was like, "Go on, in the, with your Kens, get in there." <laughs> <laughs> I think for the fact that this film made Ben Shapiro cry and made Pierce Morgan cry because they just completely missed the point of, oh, Ken is just this big dumb idiot, and he's just there to look good, and he's got no other redeeming qualities whatsoever. He's just there to support Barbie. You can do everything. It's like, well done, well. Him to Hollywood for women for the past however many also, years. Yeah. He's not as badly written as they make out either, because like when he kind of loses, he's then quite mm. like he's quite good in defeat, isn't he? He's quite humble. He's mm. quite like actually, you know, I didn't care about patriotism. What's it called? Patriarchy. <laughs> patriarchy. No way. I forgot the word patriarchy. Because it doesn't on horses. I stopped caring about <laughs> patriarchy when I found out it wasn't about horses. Yeah. That's stuff I by one. And I want the I am Ken off hoodie yeah. that he yeah. wears. I want it. <laughs> it's a first. Yeah, yeah, so I agree. I absolutely agree. So what it sets out to do. I think in terms of quality of a film, I would be more aiming towards the two one. But I think if you sort of taking everything that it stands for, everything it means, everything it's done, the success it's having, it's a first. Mm. Like you know. I also gonna... like the theory that Will Ferrell's character from Elf. The Barbie movie and the Lego movie is all the same guy. <laughs> Where's Zoe Deschanel? I didn't take health in. I thought about the Lego movie one though. Mm. Um, well, that, that that's where his obsession with toys come from. That's why he yeah. owns a toy company. Fair enough. All right, okay. Um, right, number forty-four. Just become me three. Yeah. Where's Gemma when you need her? Um, oh. oh God, tell you from that one. <laughs> I I couldn't even tell you this was. Like, did, we didn't, we've not got a shrug category. Yeah, I've I've seen it, but I couldn't tell you which one it was. That surely means it's a fail if it's that unmemorable yeah. of the film. Yeah, yeah, fine. Sorry, Gemma. Um, she likes the first one anyway. Maybe she doesn't like the. Maybe she thinks the sequels are trash. The first yeah. one is all right, to be fair. 
it's like a found family kind of thing, isn't it? And but which is fine, Michael. But I got really heated over this because Gemma put it as her tenth best film of all time. Yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've not, I know hot takes on that. So. And that was the and what, but that was the only animated film in her list. So she was saying that that was better oh, right. than Beauty and the Beast. That was better than Finding Nemo. That was better than all. Like, yeah, yeah. madness. That's, that is difficult, isn't it? And I'm the Edge Lord, apparently. You are the Edge Lord. <laughs> the, the title was awarded to you first. Um, right, number forty-three. I think straight off the bat, this is a fail. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Yes. I know I've seen it. I don't know which one it was, which I think says it all. This is the it's the fourth one, right? But at the point where you've ended a trilogy, you've kind of capped it all off, you've flopped it there because that world's end is a bit rubbish. But then you've kind of gone, Well, we think they're still stocking Jack Sparrow, so we'll do it again. And it's just like, right, well, it's just Johnny Depp waving his arms frantically and running around for two and a half hours. Like the first one's the best one. First one's yeah. right on the list. First um, one's by far the best one. Mind yeah. you, I like other people say that they massively drop off after that. I do like the original trilogy. I don't mind Dead Man's Chest. I think At I, World's End has parts to it that are, are enjoyable, but yeah. I think it ties it up decently. I just think they ended up focusing a little bit too much on du- duplicity. That's what they seem to think we liked about the first film. It's like, oh, look yeah. at all these people double-crossing and triple-crossing and quadruple-crossing oh, each other. I was like, it's like no, we like pirates. pirates and swashbuckling. Yeah. Um, right. I don't know if we're going to disagree on this one. Number 42, Aladdin. Live action Aladdin. I haven't I, seen this. I um, really didn't mind this. I didn't think it, it was, was bad. Yeah, fine. I wouldn't fail this. Yeah, no, I, don't think, do. I don't think it's a fail. It's not a fail. Like... I, I ended up being pleasantly surprised by Will Smith as genie, and it was very much the vibe of, this probably is the best guy you could have got in to play the genie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At that it's point, like... like the charismatic person that you could get. Yeah, and it's not his fault that he's not Robin Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. It isn't, and it's unfair to compare him, and he actually does get... Like, they probably will have been more scripted and prepared, but that's not, again, not his fault. And I quite like... Is it the line where he's like, you need to stop talking about jam? When yeah. he's like trying to woo the princess. I think that's quite a funny line. Yeah. And Will Smith delivers it really well. It does but he didn't try to be Robin Williams, Gina. I've seen enough clips yeah. to know that he really did do his own thing, which I think mm-hmm. is, you know, that's good, really, because he didn't it's just It's admirable try. as well, with a role as big as that. I do. I My initial reaction is probably 2-2. Uh, yeah, I'll go 2-2. I'm not saying that it's a fantastic film. Mm. But I remember going to see it and just thinking it's certainly better than everything else in that two-two bracket. It's like I'm like when I watched it, I was like, I could probably not watch this again, but I'm not annoyed that I watched it. Yeah, I think Jafar was incredibly weak in it though, which is a shame because I like I just last um, night we watched Aladdin, like the not last night, the night before we watched the animated one, and Georgia was like, I don't I keep forgetting how much I like this film. Yeah, it really has got a bit of everything. It's great, Aladdin. Um, number 41, a bit of a sleeper one, um, which I think people will be surprised that got to a billion. I really liked it. I think you did too, Ollie. Um, Rogue One. I, I think Rogue One might be one of my favourite Star Wars films. It's not my favourite, but it's it's up there. That's the, it's like the first, it, at least the first half of the film is a mess. 
and it's weird and like very poorly written. And then that last sequence where they're down on the planet trying to get the Death Star plans, mm. all of that is excellent. Yeah. But then you see like the shot from the trailer, you know, yeah. where they're like running across the beach and it's like saving Private Ryan, but in Star Wars, and that was cut from the film. And it's like, why? Why? That shot was so good. Best bit of Darth Vader in any of the films. In any right, of the, the films. The only yet. issue with that, he's so good in that hallway scene. It is useful. This is why this guy's terrifying. I absolutely <laughs> understand. And then when you realize he was holding the door closed with the force all the time. Yeah. But then you see him five minutes later, or like a few days later, all of Oh, in the original, because obviously we've got the original fight, haven't yeah, we? Yeah. Which is technically a couple he's of days later. Energy, so he's just sat down <laughs> and he's. And all of a sudden, like... he's swinging out um, a lead pipe again. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's one of them, that that scene's amazing, but it's just the and it, it links up like the layers there, you know, and it, it links up quite well. And like mm. these are the people who were mentioned. The fact that they gave their lives was mentioned. Mind yeah. you. The nerd in me noticed that they left C-3PO at, like, when the Rebels went off to go and help them, they left C-3PO and R2-D2 behind, so that's a continuity error. Oh. Uh, what the hell? But, I, I didn't notice that. But I did, but I did, I, I, I think we went to see yeah, this in IMAX. <laughs> I think this is one of the films we actually went to see in IMAX, and that Vader, I, I, I'm very emotional when it comes to film. I did openly, like, cry okay. when Vader just started <laughs> wrecking everyone. It's so good. Because um, yeah. I've heard, like, because people have their opinions on Disney Star Wars, and, like, I do get both sides. I largely like what they've done, although they've tailed off massively. But one thing that everyone seems to agree on is that Disney do seem to understand Vader and what makes Vader terrifying and what makes Vader this presence. Like, because Obi- Obi-Wan is kind of split opinion as a TV series, but everyone agrees that Vader in it is excellent. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'd go 2 1 for this. I don't think I'd argue with a 2 1. It's definitely not a 2 2. Um, I'm being outvoted then. I don't care that much about okay. it. Go. Okay. Oh, we're not in Veto Land yet. No, not in Veto Land yet. Uh, right. Another Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. It's quite like. Okay. You know, yeah. I mean, some people. I, other than I, mean, I only really enjoy. I've seen them all. Other than the first one, they all blend together for me. It's just Johnny Depp being as Jack Sparrow as he can. Yeah. Oh, I do think there's a lot of good characterization in this as well. Beckett is just one of the most despicable villains in film history. You just hate him. Mm. Tom Hollander does such a good job of playing him. Like, he's this relative, like, he's this, you know, well-known actor within, like, British circles, but on the Hollywood scene, he's okay. And then there's the deleted scene as well, where it turns out that the reason Beckett knows who Jack Sparrow is is because Beckett had asked Jack Sparrow to, like, take slaves and transport slaves, and he refused to do it. So the theory is that the Black Pearl, the reason it's black is because Beckett had set it on fire and sunk it. Right, okay. Um, but yeah, I actually quite like this one, you know. And when you look so. at when you look at Davy Jones, the CGI on him is mm. unbelievable. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm genuinely tempted to two one this. Oh, like low two one, but I am tempted to two one this. I'm two two. Where you at, Michael? I 
I don't have any strong feelings towards this film. Um, I'd I'd be more comfortable with a two two. That does blink. All right, yeah, I get that. Oh, this is, uh, I just think it's better than people remember. I think it's just because it's a drop off from the first film and it gets a bit more complicated, but it is actually quite good. Yeah. Uh, right, number thirty nine, Toy Story three. Was the Barbie movie point zero point five? Which, to be fair, Barbie <laughs> and that is excellent. I love that she says the most intelligent thing in any Pixar film, and everyone looks at her like, "What?" <laughs> um, I again, we're going to come to number four when we get to number four. This to me was the perfect sort of round off of the trilogy. Yeah. Um, in the, I remember working in. Um, the cinema at the time, and someone sort of said to me, what do you think the greatest trilogy of all time is? Obviously, I thought the corner for the Dark Knight trilogy. Um, and then, um, you know, someone else mentioned Lord of the Rings, and I said, in terms of consistency, you could go Toy Story. And then, yeah, the other thing happened. Yeah. Um, and they're doing a five. Oh, God. Right. I'm... I'm... I enjoyed Toy Story 3. I think it's a good... Yeah. I, don't I think that the idea of like, I, I know I won't go first, but I, th- I think the idea of like, you know, the fact that these toys are alive mm. in the story and the fact there are some places where toys aren't looked after quite as well. And there yeah. are these people who, you know, just collect them and put them on a shelf, yeah, myself included, <laughs> and, and things that I you know that, and like, if they are alive, how cruel is that really? And, and, um, and that was the second one, wasn't it, where they were collected? Yeah. This this continues it anyway, doesn't it? Into the thing. Well, yeah, this yeah, is the yeah. this is why I was saying that like, had they made the Barbie movie ten years ago, it'd have been about had she found Ken, it'd have been complete because that is yeah. they realised they were made for each other and blah. they literally but, say that in the in the film. <laughs> they literally say that made for each other. Yeah, and that, that is exactly what would have happened. Um, but it's it is a really fun film. It caps off the trilogy quite well. It's you know Andy's grown up now. This is the inevitable passage that all toys go through you know and it, 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 I enjoyed it I think it, it it shouldn't have made a four uh, but it did it ended that that original trilogy really well I think mm. and the yeah. bear is a quite a good villain like, isn't yeah, it oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to the point yeah. where I think he actually needed to die oh I, well, I genuinely think Lotso needed to die because <laughs> toys get him in the furnace you know <laughs> It's weird because, like, Toy Story, they don't because, like, one of the villains is a kid, so you're not going to have them kill a kid, especially in their first ever film. But Pixar are not afraid to kill a villain. Hopper died, Charles Muntz died, Syndrome died. Like, they kill off a lot of their villains. Hmm. Woody Hopper. Right. I'm not sure Sid was a villain, I'll be honest, in Toy Story 1. Yeah, exactly, but he's the closest thing that that film has yeah. to us. But, yeah, he's, he's just a kid who's just destructive with how he plays with the toys. So that's fine. Yeah. I'm gonna go. He's not hurting animals. He's not hurting animals at the end of the day. No, he's not. I, I, my my instant is two one. I'd agree. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. with that. Okay. Uh, right. Oh, here we go. Straight on to it. Number thirty-eight. Toy Story four. Do I need to? Do I need to say two words, or are you going to agree with me to put it in fail? Yeah, it is gorgeous. Right. It is gorgeous, and there are some individually like nice moments, but those nice moments could have been like the next Pixar short. I will admit to you, the opening scene, that rain coming down on our sea, beautiful, beautiful. And when they're in the sand pit as well. Yeah, but wasn't needed, didn't add anything no. to it. I don't care. 
just 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 an excuse and i'm saying this as a parent who at that time had already invested in a buzz like you're a woody or jesse and all that kind of stuff all of a sudden now got to buy duck and whatever the other one was right <laughs> don't, care. don't care not interested failed you it Bye. did have duke canuke though or whatever it was called duke Boy, Duke yeah. Kaboom. Oh, no. we'll, we'll, we'll allow Duke Kaboom, but other than that. Right. 37, 2019 Joker. Oh. I really, really enjoyed this. I this really is, enjoyed it. You know, my only issue with this is I feel like the Waynes shouldn't have been included at all. I feel like they were shoehorned in yeah. in order to justify, oh, it is the Joker, because look, there's... Yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. it didn't need to be an origin story of that Joker and mm. no, his but one day he's going to be Batman, and what he did, you know, Tim Burton covered all that that the Joker being responsible for Batman's parents' deaths. We, we've seen it; we didn't need that again. Yeah. Take that out though, and I think it's a really good film. I think Joaquin Phoenix does an incredible job. Yes, um, I find the idea of the chaos that he like. I I get not wanting him to have like murdered Bruce and uh, Tom and Thomas and Martha, but for him to have sown the chaos that started it, I I don't mind that. I just I, think I mean, it's like, I'm, sorry, I'm with Michael in that it's when it happened and when he spoke to the child Bruce Wayne. That was forced. It that wasn't yeah, needed. And there was a sort of like paternity guess of whether or not he was a Wayne and all that. And I I started I got two in my head at that point while I was watching it and started thinking like did this actually happen in the comic books? Is this actually a thing? Is this whatever? I guess it, want, then... it wanted a catalyst for him to hate the rich, though, didn't it? Yeah. And the idea that, like, that storyline of is Thomas Wayne actually my father, that wasn't yeah, important like... for, for him because that ultimately feeds into his resentment that he has towards society. Yeah. It's lazy, though, because he had enough reasons to resent society. If you look at the life he was living, the way he was being treated, they show enough happening. You saw enough of that. Um, mm. And, you know, his mother being quite abusive and, yeah. you know, society not understanding his condition and that kind of, you know, being othered. And, there was enough there that, yeah, I just... And it, it's one of those things, I just know some exec came in and I'm like, yeah, but how does it link to Batman? I don't understand that he's the Joker because Batman's not in it. Yeah. So I need some Waynes in it so that I understand... Yeah. that this is part of the DC universe. And if it was leading on to that, then I'd be like, okay, if this is an origin and we're getting Batman next, but they've already said they don't want to do Batman in this universe, yeah. so then don't include him at all. Yeah. All the quibbles aside, this is a five-star film for me. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I think it really picks up when his friends come to visit him towards the end of the film. Yeah. Them, you know, like, I've got a cat eating my wires. Nice. It goes on to the uh, the Robert Downey Jr. Oh, characters show Murray. Yeah, Robert Downey. Robert De Niro. Sorry, did I say sorry? Robert De Niro. Um, and then I, we know the the sort of the last few shots where he's driving through the city or he's being driven through the city and it's all chaos and he stands on the yeah stuff like that. I remember at the end, Amy got up before I did and she said, well, "Come on then." And I was like, "I could sit here and watch more of that. Mm. Like I could sit and watch more of him." in that world and I'm just hoping that with Follow You Do that like it's supposed to be a musical in it the next one. Oh yeah the second one yeah, yeah. Ha- um what's it Harley Quinn played by Lady Gaga which yeah. I hope that works. I hope that I really hope that works because I can see that not working. Yeah I would put this in a first. Yeah easy I would yeah, right. yeah. easy I'm glad we agree. 
Um, that, that, the stairs and Gary Glitter. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. Was... From top of the pile to potentially bottom of the pile straight away. 2019 as well. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Fail. I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not entertaining <laughs> any positive argument of Rise of Skywalker. Fail. Oh, dear. Right. It's crap. I mean, don't get me wrong, I wouldn't put it high, like higher than, say, a 2 2, but I don't think it's a terrible film. If you... I do. Yes, I think everything about it is course correction from cry asses who were whinging about The Last Jedi. Like, if you don't like Last Jedi, I can get my head around that. It's not a perfect film. I really like it, but I get people not liking it. This is the result of uh, Disney desperately trying to course correct on every bold decision that they made in The Last Jedi because some fans were crying about it. Yeah. And now you've got people who are in the films trying to, like, uh, pity towards those people. I mean, like, oh, I think Last Jedi is the worst one. It just patiently isn't. As, as as a film, as a film that is made with a narrative, it just isn't the worst Star Wars film. It really isn't. And, like, this was awful. This is the only film that has ever made me angry. I think in terms of, if we're calling a fail, a sort of, it tried to do something and it failed. This tried to do something and it failed. Like this. Yeah, and like, this is the ending to one of the biggest film franchises as it stands. I can't, like, they'll probably do another trilogy when I'm, you know, a granddad. But like, this is, as as it stands, this is the ending to one of the biggest film franchises ever. Ever. Yeah. And it absolutely screwed the landing. Yeah, so yeah, it fail. It Absolute <laughs> bottom of the barrel of these films, as far as I'm concerned, as well. Get off the fence, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um here we go. 35, the Dark Knight rises. See, this for me, if we've put Dark Knight in first, I've put them both in probably two one, to be honest. But um I think this is better than the Dark Knight Rises. I think it's I just, I don't know. I, I think because the Dark Knight Rises, the Joker's good in it. Like, don't get me wrong. He's not. Oh, I don't know. oh my God. He's, he's not as good as everyone makes out like it's the best thing they've ever seen. It's, it's, oh, it's no. all right. It is oh, just no. all right. <laughs> you feel attacked, Adam? Yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that like a lava hot take? Yes. I, I enjoyed this. I enjoyed the, like, you know, the kind of moral dialogue. I enjoy this, especially like that and getting his back broken. It's a, it's a classic comic. And then just magically back. fixed because someone just pokes him in the back. To be fair, though, that is like, in a lot of the comics, he does just get better again through pure force of will. Not sure, <laughs> but that does happen. This is the Chris Nolan universe that he made painstaking efforts to make as realistic as possible. Like he said, he didn't say that Bane is taking some weird steroid like venom to make him stronger. It was some weird analgesic gas to help him cope with pain for something that we never know about. Like, yeah, right. I get people's issues with it. I think, like, if you go off like a movie goer's enjoyment. I think this is the more enjoyable film to watch. No. Um, <laughs> I think that because no. I just when I'm watching when I watch the Dark Knight, I've seen them all a few times. I've watched the trilogy a couple of times, but like the Joker's plan, just like if you look at it from any angle, shouldn't have worked. No part of it should have worked. He's got these absolute lunatics working for him, who are somehow 
are capable of executing this massively complicated plan that apparently he doesn't make because he doesn't make plans, but he absolutely does. And it goes off perfectly in the most insane ways that just couldn't have happened. He's like, oh no, this is this is this is what we expected. Yeah, yeah, this is this is where we're expecting to be. And I think had Heath Ledger not played him as well as he did, that film wouldn't be as high. It is just his performance. The actual story is a bit meh. Whereas like this is a real like they lose and then they have to fight back. The police coming out of the sewers and fighting back. Oh yeah, and every like single it. police officer. Hey, that's that's stupid. They don't send out like a SWAT team or anything like that. They just send every standard uniformed police officer into the sewer, into an obvious trap. You want to talk about things working to a convenient (laughs) level, Michael? Like, come on. A stock exchange, an elite. So the stock exchange gets broken into, an illegal trade takes place, and everyone's like, Yeah, Bruce Wayne has spent all his money. Not, "Mm, let's maybe cancel that stock because that happened when the building got (laughs) broken into. Um, I so I've got a cat like trying to pull all the wires out of my computer at the same time. (laughs) I really like Rises. I mean, I know that the ending, especially, is massively in low hanging fruit with the whole. Oh, it's Blake, John Blake. Oh, I can't find your name. Oh, oh my name's Robin. Robin. I mean, I've, I've <laughs> I could have been it. like Dick loved or Tim that. or Jason. Oh no, I've loved at that in the cinema. I was, I was gone, and I know, mm. I know it's low hanging fruit, but you know, I loved it. Um, I think this should rest in two one. In the oh yeah, I think you would put it lower, Michael. I think you would put it higher. If I am compromising, I'm saying 2-1. I think, again, it is probably better than everything in 2-2. Yeah, definitely. So I think I can just about get my head around that, but if it was up to me, I'd be 2-2-ing it. Right, well, there it goes. Um, That was interesting. (laughs) (laughs) That was definitely longer than two minutes as well. Sure. Like I've heard Ollie's take on it before, but Michael, it's like the other some of the stuff that you were saying about that, that is, I'm sorry, I am not the edge lord. I am not the edge lord anymore. Times have changed. <laughs> he just yeah. crapped all over your favorite film of all time, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till the next one where like we might we might both lose our jobs, Adam. I'll be honest. Oh well, was, yeah. We're back yeah, to get onto Transformers and Sam did, Collins. Because you like all of them. Oh, yeah, just every he just oh. like he just loves them, absolutely loves because them. I, I thought about him yesterday because the cha- uh, Channel Four was showing the first Transformers film, so unequivocally his favorite film of all time. Yeah, yeah. And I know that it comes and stems from the fact that he saw it in America and that people were hooping and cheering and hollering in the cinema and all that kind of stuff. But there it's was such point- a mid film. <laughs> It is oh, yeah, so it's, not, it's not for me. Yeah, I have no affiliation with Sam Collins, so I'll come out and say it. That's a dumb opinion. <laughs> You're wrong. Transformers films. He already I thinks asked... you talk too much. So yeah. I, I, I don't remember asking. At the end of the day, the Transformers <laughs> films are just mid. Can anybody realistically tell the difference between any individual Transformers film? Uh, well, no. Yeah. To be fair, I can because the first one is the best one. First one isn't on this list. This fourth one, um, so this, sorry, just to actually say it, 34 is Transformers Age of Extinction. Um, so Has it got dinosaurs in it? No, not that one. I, I right, so immediately even the title's confusing. Fail. Oh, oh <laughs> hang on, hang on. 
Holly Mathias has joined the waiting room. Come on, oh, Holly. She might be putting it into a first. Vito might Here be better to get used. <laughs> yeah, Holly's a Sam big Collins has been on the board. <laughs> those vetoes. <laughs> it just says Holly just loves more. mindless CGI destruction. She loves yeah. this. She loves Fast and the Furious. All in. This those are her favorite horrible. film franchises of all time. And you know what she hates? She hates Jane Austen. <laughs> with a burning passion. She hates anything to do with Jane Austen. Uh, she yeah, hates the strong cast. female characters. I so bet she hates the Barbie film. I bet I bet she thinks the Barbie film is woke. While Holly's joining, because it does just say joining, um, <laughs> I'm fairly certain that this Transformers film is the one where Mark Wahlberg joined the cast. Oh, God, fail, um, fail, fail. Which, yes, it is. It's the one where Mark Wahlberg... Now, this one also has some of hey, the what's most... what's going egregious... on? There's giant robots. Well, this one has some of the most egregious product placement I've ever seen in my life. Were the sort of like, oh, this thing can we go on anything? I know a beats pill, and it's like, well, thanks for the thanks for the money. Um, but then also, this has one of the worst jokes in any film because um, there's a there's a sort of thing about Mark, Mark Wahlberg's daughter in the film has an older boyfriend. Is it Haley Steinfeld? Is it Haley Steinfeld? I can't remember. But no, Haley Steinfeld's Bumblebee. Yeah, ah, right. Bumblebee. There you go. Um, yeah. So basically, Mark Wahlberg's daughter has an older boyfriend. Okay, and there's a there's a joke about the fact that because he's too much older and she's a certain age, that if they've ever actually done anything, that would be statutory rape. To which he then pulls out a card that describes the princess law, which apparently means that in some states in America, statutory rape is okay. So. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know the scene you're referring to because I can kind of hear you from through the headphone. Yeah, it is so creepy. The fact that they spend a solid few minutes talking about it as well, and it's just well, like that you've given like a character a, a tray that's carrying around a laminated card just in case somebody says, "Is she not a bit too young?" And he goes, "Yeah, but yeah, I know I'm a creep, but it's legal, so job yeah. on." Yeah, yeah exactly. or everyone involved with that scene should be investigated 100%. Yeah. Just, yeah, it's so, so dark. right now. Yeah. Um, I That's got to be a fail. I think I'd fail this. If, it, if, it's, I, if, it's, yeah. if it's defending statutory rape, I don't think, like, maybe we just put it in, like, a separate tier for, like, a literal Drop crime out. against humanity. Yeah, Drop sorry, Tom. Didn't even apply. Um, Holly Do you hear that, Sam Collins? You're probably a creep because you enjoy these films. <laughs> That's Burn. a hot oh, Bring the noise. I don't care. Here she is. Here we go. Holly, I we were know. just talking about your favourite film series, Transformers. She's not even heard you. She's stunned into silence. <laughs> I'm in. She's in. She's in. Yeah. Right, let's take Holly through where we're up to. So yeah. we've just Ooh. done number 34, so we're going backwards. Okay. Um, in the first Dark Knight Barbie Joker. Uh-huh. Two one, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Zootropolis, Zootopia, uh... Rogue One, Star Wars Story, Toy Story 3, Dark Knight Rises. Okay, okay. Two, Phantom Menace, Aladdin, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Okay. Third, Hobbit on an Unexpected Journey. 
Alice in Wonderland, Finding Dory, and right. then Fails, Jurassic World Dominion, uh, Minions, oh no, Despicable Me 3, Pirates of the Caribbean and Stranger Tides, Toy Story 4, Rise of Skywalker, and Transformers Age of Extinction. Okie dokie. Are we all good um, with that so far? Well, I don't want to have to re-legislate anything. There are a few there that I think are like one tier too high, okay. but there's nothing I'm like, what? I'm disgusted. Like awesome. I hate the Harry Potter films with a passion that burns. Ooh. So ha Harry Potter being in a two one is like Holly is uh, Holly Georgia is disgusted. <laughs> I <laughs> just did this. Like, what? <laughs> I I hate every single Miss Matthias has rocked up and she's <laughs> already I love I love the book. George, so just much. called you a hipster, Holly. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I love the book so much. And I, I when the first when the first film came out, I was so excited. But I was the exact wrong age. So I watched it and I was like, this is the worst book adaptation I've ever seen in my entire life. And I didn't want to watch any of the others and have just kind no. of caught up on them by accident when I've been in the room with other people. Um, <laughs> I realise they're not awful. I just hate them personally. So I'm not going to make you move it. Teaser for uh, Greats We Hate Them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, there's no chance I'm going to admit that it's great. <laughs> <laughs> No chance. Um, Mediocre at best. Ooh. <laughs> I, Holly, actually, yeah. I went to go and watch a Haunted Mansion on Saturday with Ruby. It's fine. But the main mm -hmm. character is called Ben Matthias. I just thought I'd let you know. There you awesome. go. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Spreading my surname far and wide. Yeah. There should be more of us. That sounds like a very Irish thing to do. <laughs> Uh, right, Oliver, I'm just going to do it. Number 33 is Jurassic Park. Up, oh, there it goes. Get it up yeah. there. there it 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Put, put it at the front of that list, please. It's okay. No. It's so funny. Oh, you missed my call talking about Dark Knight. It was hilarious. Adam looked like he wanted to cry. <laughs> not a fan of Dark Knight. Not, not a not, fan, not just a fan. not as good as everyone says it is. And Adam's yeah, there, like, when they were telling this is my favourite film ever. I re-watched them recently, and I actually enjoyed Dark Knight Rises more. What's happened? What's what is wrong with these people? <laughs> is that what you said as well, Michael? Oh, my that God. That is exactly what I said. That is exactly uh, what I said. First time round, definitely Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Dark Knight was my favourite and I was a little disappointed with Dark Knight Rises watching them back to back on like one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday like Dark Knight times. Rises was way better than I remember there's like three times where a stunt double goes to ground without being punched Oliver we've been there just to caveat oh. what Holly just said, when she said back-to-back, -back, one on a Saturday, one on a Sunday, that is our parents' back-to-back -back these days, because we, <laughs> we That is our parents' back-to-back. -back. That's how we have to do it. It took um, me five hours to watch it as well, the amount of times I had to pull. <laughs> um, right, number 31, we're back on Transformers. This is Transformers Dark of the Moon. Fail. Because <laughs> yeah. which one is it? It's... How far down can it go? Oh, it's the third of the it's... trilogy, the third of the original it's... trilogy. It's not the worst one they made. No, because that I was mean, the second one. They're all... But yeah, they're this all, is all like, crap. They're this all... Not, actually, this is definitely a fail, because this is the one with like, oh, some of the robots can turn to humans, but we'll never mention that again. Yeah, but then also, some of the robots actually start to bleed when they start fighting towards the end. 
because they start make like someone, I think Optimus Prime punches somebody and oil spills out of them, so it looks like they're bleeding. And it's like, do we really yeah. need that in a Transformers film? We get that they're robots punching each other. It's okay, it's <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, so sorry, Sam, so they're all failed. Um, all right, number 31, Captain Marvel. Now, so I'm, right. I'm surprised this is here. It's, it's an all right film. Yeah. I am surprised I, it's here out of the Marvel films. I quite like Captain yeah. Marvel when I watched it, but then sat here thinking about it now, and this can't really sort of cast any a sort of aspersion on it. It's been so sort of... It's made no difference to anything, really. Mm. No, no, it's not. You know. I, think, I mean, Captain Marvel's an issue because she's just so overpowered anyway, so she instantly yeah. is a bit of an issue of a character. Kind of like Superman, if, if he, there's no kryptonite about, he's just so overpowered that he... What's the point of him? Yeah. Um, I think the problem I have with this film, every single twist you see coming yeah. before the credits roll. Yeah. That is that is my problem with it. It's just such a yes, this is exactly how this story was gonna go. And I guess not everything has to have a twist. But it is a very basic film. Yeah. There's nothing special about it. Because um, it's another origin story, isn't it? And we, like I think that is got, the problem, yeah. And we've we got an origin so story. We got an origin story. This basically, it, this was in between the two um, last Avengers movies, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we're going from we built up and built up and built up to those two, and then we're going all the way back to an origin story. It's like really, yeah. like, she was that important. Awesome. And that's not the end of Infinity War, don't you? Big T's mm-hmm. the end of Infinity War, and then she turns up at the beginning of Endgame, and then she disappears for ages with the sort of court being. What what's happening on your planet is happening on all the planets. So I've got to go and help them, and then she rocks up at the end because she's because because Thanos needs someone to punch him who can you know vaguely fight him. <laughs> I it's one of the only Marvel films I haven't seen. I would say I'm a Marvel fan, like not a super fan, but a fan. But I'm not so much of a fan as I'll watch every single movie that comes out, even if it gets poor reviews. And I think I've read quite a few poor reviews that are at least very metal and I thought maybe this is the one to miss um, yeah. and I've never felt the need to go back and watch it um, you know Endgame and, and uh, Infinity War I didn't feel like I couldn't understand what was going on because I hadn't seen Captain Marvel um, so I don't intend to watch it. It, it does have goose. Yeah. It does have goose. That is very much going in its favour. The animal or the character from Top Gun. A reference to the character from Top Gun because he is a ginger cat who it turns out is some weird, like, eldritch monster. (laughs) I mean, I think it would make more sense if it was an actual goose that turns into an eldritch monster because we know they're evil. But (laughs) but I think he's got because the whole point is she's a pilot, so I think they've deliberately called him Goose as a reference to Top Gun uh, because he's like the cat that just he's meant to be the cat that just potters around the airbase. Judging on the way that we've spoken about it, I would go to too. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think if this film had been made earlier, when we hadn't had a a thousand origin, it would have been better received. But we were just so tired of it. Yeah, and that's not and also. There's lots of people who just hate Brie Larson who just review bomb the film. Yeah, and it was like, oh, they're, they're making comments about, you know, she's a woman, uh, uh, woke, woke nonsense. It's the same criticisms that have been levelled at Barbie. Um, except Barbie yeah. just did it much better and, like, slapped you across the face with it, which it needed to because it was amazing. The two, two minutes has gone out the window. Um, yeah. 
I was saying Holly, we we're going to spend two minutes per film, but that's not happened. That's uh, such a pipe dream, Adam. Well, I know. <laughs> I do apologise. People are complaining that these things are too long. I can't, I'm trying to please everybody. Um, number thirty is Spider-Man: Far From Home. Just to say as well to Holly, we've not used any of our vetoes yet, and we've all got three vetoes. So okay, nice. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. I might retro at the end. I might oh. retroactively use one. Oh, she's gonna touch Harry Potter. I'm not. I'm not. That sounded weird. <laughs> I, that's well, a very. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually. Um, no, there's another one on there which I think is a really shockingly bad film, and you've got it high. Oh. But oh, I think it's... it's Aladdin. I bet it's no, Aladdin. I haven't seen Aladdin. Don't guess. Don't um, wait. Right. Yeah, if you want to stock them all up for now and then change it right at the end, stock all your vetoes. Just up. to annoy you all. Yeah. Can't um, veto a veto though, Hal. Can't veto I'm saving mine for the ones I really care about. Yeah. Was that, um, really the, was that the best way to get up to you, really? Yes. Claw <laughs> my arm. But all your listeners, Michael's been a fool of a took. Number 30, Spider Man Far From Home. Now, not the best of the Spider Man trilogy, the Tom Holland. I think it's the worst. Movie. Just by default, but I think it's by the worst. Default, yeah, but I don't think it's a bad film. No, it's it's not no, bad. No, no. I, I, I agree the others are better. Yeah. But the others I mean, are, it's let's be it's got good competition though, hasn't it? I mean, all three oh, are really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um we've Ollie, uh, we've spoken to death about how much we love No Way Home. Mm. I am fighting the corner of homecoming in the if John yeah. Hughes directed a superhero film, that's what it would look like. And yeah. love it to death. Um, this obviously made the bill off the back of Spider-Man cropping up in Civil War, Homecoming, the sort of Marvel bubble that I think really peaked around that time. Yeah. Um, obviously coming off the back of Infinity War as well, people wondering how this was actually going to happen, you know, um, because this was 2019. Oh, Endgame, sorry. Um, because obviously people wondering what was going to happen there. Um, instant reaction is a 2-1. Yeah, low, but yeah, like in, in this setup, I could allow that. Right. I, I really, really love like Dark Knight Rises as well. I think it's better than Dark Knight Rises. Okay. But we might not be doing oh, that yeah. yet, which is fine. Yeah. Um, this is one for the Bonds fans. The only one that's in there. Um, shouldn't be the only one that's in there, if you ask me. Uh, number twenty-nine, <laughs> Skyfall. This is pretty the one with good. Judy Dench is still in it, isn't it? And yeah, just about yeah. It. pretty damn good. Yeah, it is. You know, I, it's really, really good. Yeah, fantastic, think... fantastic acting from Javier Bardem. My one criticism is I never understand how someone insane like that, especially in, like in a comic book style universe, I get it, but in this, he's very much like the Joker, and it's like. You've got all of these very loyal henchmen. Why are they loyal to you? Because your plan is to kill an old lady. It's not for like world domination or anything like that. Not to give you a film studies further. lesson in a nutshell, but I'll give you a film studies lesson in a nutshell. Um, it's heavily influenced by the Dark Knight trilogy. Sam Mendes has gone on record and said that he used no one's films as sort of reference points to this. We talk a lot when I teach you about uh, Silver and Bond being two sides to the same coin in the very similar way that Batman and Joker are. That Basically, if you may imagine a crossroads and Bond and Silver stood at the two ends of it, Bond went one way, Silver went the other way. They were mm -hmm. the same person. And, you know, that that sort of shines through in that. And it comes from Batman and Joker, but you're going all the way back to Batman and Joker from the comic books, you know, not just them in the films and stuff. Um, I, 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 think, I think this. 
I yeah, probably would, I, yeah. I'll be honest, I, Bond's a difficult one for me because I miss Carney Bond a lot. I, I, I do miss the old... Because before Austin Powers, it used to be a lot funnier, a lot Carney. It didn't really take itself seriously. Uh, but Daniel Craig, he did. I think this was when he like really started to win me over. Casino Royale didn't, but this, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm gonna go first. Um, I think that's. I, I'll I I won't more. fight it, but I yeah. I'm not a massive fan of Skyfall. Um, I there's something about the two sides of the same coin stuff. Um, that doesn't interest me. Mm. Um, I I I'm I'm not I I don't need the good guy to have a connection with the bad guy like a personal connection like that it really annoys me in um like detective dramas when they, they it's like oh the detective's got all these problems and it means that he understands the mindset of the bad guy i don't need them to um it, it and it feels tired and i don't like it and i didn't like the um what's it called uh Home aloneing the house at the end of Skyfall. Yeah, I, um, I understand I it's really it. fun, and I, I also understand that lots of people like it as their favorite Daniel Craig um, Bond. My favorite's Casino Royale, hands down, and I'm not that much of a fan of any of his other ones. Um, I still think No Time to Die should be on this list. Oh, 100%. I'm surprised it's not reached a billion. Yeah, it's well, Skyfall. I'm surprised it's, it's because of where it came out. It was September 21, so it was as people were getting back into the cinemas and a lot of people just weren't wanting to go, you know. And it had I'm been all... bumped several times, yeah, so the yeah, excitement yeah. for it had disappeared because I'd already seen trailers for it like a year in advance. Mm. It felt like I'm also surprised Spectre didn't as well. Off the back of this, I'm not saying Spectre's a good film, but off the back of this, I'm surprised Spectre... Maybe the word of mouth got around quite quickly that it wasn't as good. I think Spectre got close, but, you know, close and no cigar. I'm just going to... Yeah. Um, the next one, if you want to sort of prep your conversations, um, is Lord of the Rings Return of the King. First. I find crazy that this is the one that got there, because Two Towers is so... I mean, it's good... But well, it's the hype that builds up, isn't Michael, it, Mike? I am completely yeah. with you. To me, this is the weakest of the trilogy. Oh, it is, but at the same yeah. time, it's still it's still a first. The weakest like, of the climax, isn't it? Of an yeah, the weakest trilogy, yeah. of an amazing trilogy. Yeah. The best trilogy of all time. Yeah, the best trilogy of all time, and I'm saying that as a Star Wars fan. No, I would absolutely agree. Shall we first it for what it represents ultimately? Uh, yeah. yeah. It I, I, not just what it represents. I think it's a great film. We're just yeah. comparing it to two other great films, and mm -hmm. it is ever so slightly lacking against those, but better than the vast majority. The of only interesting films. debate with Lord of the Rings is what's the better film, Fellowship or Two Towers? And both answers are I correct. Go Fellowship. Georgia I would go Fellowship. I'd go Fellow Two Fellowship. Towers. Yeah, go two Fellowship that I really like. Oh. George George's argument is she just loves that beginning bit where the teams getting together. Like yes. that's one of her favorite things yeah. in film. She loves Helms that. Helms Deep. Nothing else touches Helms mm. Deep. It is Helms Deep and Gollum. Yeah. By just, yeah. Um, <laughs> right. A weird one that ended up in this list. I don't know about how what you are think. Number twenty seven, <laughs> Aquaman. You know what? I quite liked Aquaman. <laughs> to be fair, I've not seen it, so I can't really judge it on that, but I'm sort of surprised. 
it did nice. a good job of because you know it was around the time DC was being criticised for being like really dark and gloomy, and it did a decent job of balancing it. Patrick Wilson's great in it as um, the villain who's like um, Arthur's half brother. Um, cast is all good in it. The world building in it is quite good. I think it Pretty came out of the middle, but yeah, it's an opportune right. time because it was a Christmas release. Mm. So I'm assuming that had a lot to do with you know it getting a billion and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's no chemistry between him and Amber Heard, which is not because it's Amber Heard. Yeah, um... <laughs> she's got nothing behind her eyes. This <laughs> Michael, have you seen this? I have. Um... It's probably like a two-two because it's. I'd fun. say that, yeah. Okay. Okay. It is. It's just King Arthur, though, isn't it? It is just that's why it's fun because it's the story of King Arthur. Yeah. You know, just underwater. That's hey, what's, it. Oh God! Oh Jesus! I'm going to revoke my musical theatre card. Who plays Mary Poppins? Julie uh, Andrews. Andrews. Julie oh. Andrews' voice is a Cthulhu monster in it. I went straight to my Molly <laughs> Blunt then. Like, if anything, it should be a two-one. <laughs> Because Julie Andrews voices a Cthulhu. Like, come on. I, I haven't seen it, but that makes me want to see it. Oh, well, I was in. Um, number 26. And I, I, I sort of stopped myself from doing the thing that I did with Jurassic Park for this one. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Get it up there. Can I, can yeah. I put it straight up there? Get it I'm, up there. Oh, I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Where is it? Where is it? Where are you, boys? Oh, you just God. passed it. Where? Next to Minions, oh, bottom go. row, right. second one. Oh, right. it's so Jamie good. has very strong opinions on Civil War. Jamie does War. have very strong I'm, opinions on Civil I'm War. very sorry about the noise in the background. I'm being an absentee mother. I've just put him in his playpen and he's chucking stuff around, just covering everything in banana. I know you likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favourite things about Civil War is how Chris Hemsworth is still not over the fact that he wasn't included. <laughs> he still brings it up every now and again in interviews. And, and the that, to be fair, the memes were really good. Yeah, the memes about him were so good. Yeah. yeah, he would break that film, whichever side he's on. Oh. Would win. Yeah, just just the same reason Hulk's not there. Where they're both like side by side, like West Side Story, about to run at each other, and he comes down in a bolt of lightning and just goes, "Pack it in, you are friends. Why are you fighting?" So <laughs> it essentially be when Vision it. was made, wouldn't it? Like when Vision yeah. was made, yeah, he just comes yeah. in. Vision's getting made tough. Veto. Mm. Done. <laughs> we don't need him. <laughs> um, right. I remember seeing like a Reddit post actually about the funniest thing about Thor is that he's actually really smart, but nobody thinks he is because he's a himbo. Yeah. And he just keep I'm like, he's like this really well-read jock, basically within the Marvel universe. It's great. It's like, like a thousand years old, isn't it? He, yeah, he so talks he's like really about, knowledgeable. He talks about his school, he talks about he learned to speak to groups as an elective on Asgard. Yeah, that's one of that's one of the bits of evidence that they give about how he's actually really smart. I just love Which now doesn't make find, sense because he finds we actually video games to... and does what we'd all do when we find video games. <laughs> <laughs> Um, right, I think we're about Next. halfway. We're on good time. Okay, we can do it. We can do this. Number Next twenty-five. It's got to be a fail on it. Has to be. Just... Can't not be. I'm so... not. Sorry, Gemma. <laughs> it's so. I get Still why it was made because <laughs> I have so funny. I have no doubt this makes them so much money in merchandising, and they'll oh, keep yeah. pumping them out yeah. as long as that money keeps coming in. But yeah. <laughs> You know what else makes a lot of merchandising? Cars. <laughs> Terrible films. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
let's just stop making films and let's just keep making merchandise. (laughs) (laughs) Keep making those bed sets. (laughs) Fine. Um, Number 24, Iron Man 3. The problem is it's the worst Iron Man, isn't it? It is the worst Iron Man film. Oh, I don't know about that. Iron Man 2 is worse. Iron Man 2 is bad. I'd say that the on par. I'd say Iron Man 2's got a bit more more. But Iron Man's bit like kind of a more kind of a more literal take on what Holly hated before. One of the problems with Iron Man for you and one of the problems with Marvel for years is that the villain was literally just a carbon copy of the hero, but bad. I yeah. guess so. And then Iron Man 3 was probably one of the first like standalone films. I know that Avengers kind of did it with Loki and uh, sorry, but Iron Man 3 was one of the first standalone films where the villain wasn't just our hero, but the dead version. It was a different take on it, and you had to adapt to that. Like, I quite liked the extremists and how it worked. And... I hated the Mandarin switcheroo. The only redeeming that, factor of that, that is like the fact that they waited. Ben... Yes. Yeah, they waited. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I did like them bringing, bringing him back in Shang-Chi yeah. as well, actually. I will give you. But you, it's similar to, yeah. It's just, you get Ben Kingsley to play your villain, and then you don't use him as your villain. What? Yeah, that for me is what like because then the, the whole like I am the Mandarin, and then Pepper just knocks him out. Just, yeah, that, yeah, that's a bit. And, and then Pepper's yeah. got extremist powers, but it's just never mentioned again. No, they cure it. They cure it at the end. They do address it, but he gets rid of it. He cures it. I know, but like he knows how to stabilize it, so why not keep the powers but in the stable form? Because he, he does learn how to do that, but he's like, no, we'll just get rid of them. This Because that would break the universe. If to- if Tony co- could have extremists and then snap his fingers, he wouldn't have died. So they couldn't have had him have that. <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's back. I've not seen Secret Invasion yet, but I think extremists is back in Secret Invasion at some point, so I'll have to look. And But it's not totally gone from the universe. Um, um, I, I mean, I have no... I, ju- I, I just feel good. like... It's not as good as I I, Iron Man One's the one that should be there. I yeah, that's the one that deserves it. Two one. No, yeah. it's not a two. Adam, it's not a two one. It's not a third that's, though. That's too high. It's not. I, I, I think it's, the it's script is great. Gunford. But like I'm Shane wrong. Black. Yeah, yeah, that's Shane Black's script. You know, it's not his best script, but it's it's got sparky dialogue. Say? It's got interesting story points that you wouldn't expect in that kind of film. I, so I'm happy with a 2-2. Two, two. Two. Yeah. I, 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 I could go 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Third's Ash. All right, yeah, fair. Uh, oh, here we go. Number 23, The Fate of the Furious. I'll be honest, I it's really... number eight. That's <laughs> I why love this fair. franchise so much. <laughs> um, I do. It's just, it's so bad, but it's just so good at the same so time. I, I've not seen this one. I've seen seven, so I can talk about seven later when we get to seven. But I've not seen them. But... I'm, I'm now at the point where I've, I've I've still not seen the first one. I've not seen eight, nine, or ten. I've seen all the other ones. I will say, going off what we've been doing so far about is it a good movie and like taking nostalgia out of it and the fact that I'm just invested in the franchise now and even the latest one, it's so ridiculous. But I'll still go and watch the next one, no matter how ridiculous they make it. Yeah. Uh, but it's not objectively, it's not a good film. Okay. It's not. It, it, they just started to really buy into that family vibe, and they've got us invested in the characters, so they can kind of do whatever. It's like soaps, and you know, people have been watching soaps for thirty years, and they can't stop, no matter how bad they get. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's that, but movie version. He's basically Ken Barlow. <laughs> yes, yes, he is. <laughs> um, That's the best the take on Fast and Furious <laughs> films I've ever heard. Yeah, fair. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've not seen it, so I, I think we give Michael ultimate say yeah. on this one, unless he puts it in first. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen it. I'd say it's, it is fun, so maybe like a low two-two. I don't know if it's quite a third because it okay. is fun to watch. Like if it's like you know the Mission Impossible films have also got equally ridiculous, but they're still really fun to watch. They're actually quite good films, though, the Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah, I don't know wrong. They're, they're objectively better than this, but they, they, they have that same problem of, well, the last one we did this ridiculous stuff, how do we top that? Yeah. And now he's doing more. He's not driven a car in space yet, um, but, you know, so he's not gone as far as they did. But eventually, Because nothing is stronger than the power of family. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is contention, I think, between me and Ollie, because I think we have very different views on it. Uh, number 22, Incredibles 2. I haven't seen it, you know. I've seen the first one, and I love no, the first one. Right. It, it, is, it is a marked drop-off from the first one. There's no yeah, denying that. But I, I think do... it's very good. I think it's very good. I think animation's fantastic. The story's intriguing. The way it manages to get, like, a Lex Luthor-type villain in there for a kid's film is quite good. The villain has a point that Pixar is always really good at doing. I think it's a... It's probably Brad Bird's we you know, if you immediately think of Brad Bird films like Incredibles, Iron Giant, and this as like the three big ones. This is Ghost the weakest. Protocol. Say again. Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. And Ghost Protocol, yeah, sure. But I'm thinking more <laughs> animated because he has the same what the people look like as well. But like yeah, it probably is the weakest out of those, but looks great. Characters are great in it. Story is fun. There's a good element of mystery. The only big complaint I've got is that I feel like they waste a really good design of a villain in what the screen you think the screen slaver looks like. Mm. I wouldn't put this higher than a two-two in this list. Okay, but I, th I think two-two is fair I'll based on what. Like, I don't think it's better. I would argue it's better than Dark Knight Rises, but I'm not going to try and argue this into a two-one. Um. But I think it's better than Phantom Menace and Aladdin and Dead Man's Chest and that. Holly, have you seen it? Okay. Right, I'll 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 match you at two two then. Where would you have had it a third? I don't I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but I'm not too fussed about it being in two two. Mm. Um. Right, number twenty one. This may cause contention, but I know that the person who it mainly would cause contention too, she's not seen it. Um, the 2017 remake of Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I mean you. I have seen it. Oh, you have seen? It? I thought you hadn't. <laughs> no, I have seen oh, it. Oh, I'll defer to you then. Would. Shocking, isn't it? <laughs> no, I, I, so it's I not like this. Yeah, it's it. It's not fair to say it's shocking. The the animated film is one of my favourite films of all time. So obviously I'm going to have a strong reaction to this. And I actually took students to the cinema to see this. Now I remember. And, um, yeah. I thought you'd not seen yeah. it. Now I remember you. Yeah, yeah. No, and it was when I was in Malaysia and they were all kind of Saudi men in their 30s who came to see Beauty and the Beast with me and were having so much fun. It was really, really like a really funny afternoon. 
um, and everyone loved it. And I was kind of buoyed along with this because uh, a lot of the adult students that I've taken to the cinema and done activities with, they like haven't been to the cinema ever before. Um, so it was, I, I had a really good time because a lot of the people I was in the cinema with had never been to the cinema before in their life. And they just, it was like transformational moment. Um, and then I went and saw it again afterwards uh, with friends and I really didn't like it the second time. Um, I just think, although there are very competent um like filmmaking, you know, standards in there. I think the the sets are great. The cinematography is great. The um, the CGI is not bad. It, I don't think it's wonderful, but it's not bad at all. Um, I, the acting is good. The one of the really really important things in a, a film like Beauty and the Beast or or any of the Renaissance Disney films is great singing. Um, and we do not have great singing in this. We really, really don't. I we don't do in places to... where, you've got, like, where, you, where you've got the, where you've got Luke and... Evans and Josh Gad taking Ga it. Gaston is incredible. Ga Gaston is great. He's absolutely fantastic casting. Really, really good. But even be my guest. Oh, that's was, so ruined. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. It didn't go anywhere near where it you should be. You and McGregor had... doing his best. Oh, I am finished. Yeah. It had just a little bit of the problem I have with the idea of Lion King, although I haven't seen Lion King, but the idea of it is in they wanted photorealistic furniture. So you lose items. so much character. You yeah. lose so much. Lumiere is my heart. I love him. And in this, he just looks like he doesn't He's too have. too static, yeah. yeah. Way too static. Not uh, just emotionless. Not Hugh McGregor's performance, but just what you're looking at. Um, and I think that spoilt it a little bit. Um, a few of the things they added, they make the beast really petulant, um, which I really didn't like. I know what they were trying to do was give him more of a reason why he was cursed. They were trying to um, give him a bit more backstory and make it a bit more believable that he was like an awful person um, and has growth, but it it didn't work for me at all. Um, I I thought he was uh, very dismissive of Belle in many places in the film where he isn't in the in the cartoon. I didn't like him. Um, I didn't think he deserved his redemption in this, which is a big thing for me because I, I love the beast and I love that redemption story in the in the cartoon. Um, I do think so, though, to, to back for it a little bit, I do think this one's got some of the strongest like added songs, you know, the ones that weren't in the original. Like I really like Marie. I really like Maurice's little song, and I like the element that he's got this kind of air of sadness about him compared to like I like bumbling old cartoon silly Maurice. I do, but I think that was an interesting different set. And Kevin Klein, God bless him, he yeah. does a really good job of it. I love yeah. the Beast song as Bell's leaving as well because it just gives the Beast a bit more to do in the, the sense that this is like a musical. Like we can argue about whether or not it's. I'd say it's got more point to it than what speechless in Aladdin. You your face. No, well, <laughs> you know what I think about that song. It's pointless. But there were there were some really odd choices for what they added. It's a pretty long film for a children's film, and I understand mm. that they want to pad it out with a bit more characterization for the beast. But I really was like perplexed by the decision to go into the backstory of Belle's mother. I didn't feel that that was necessary. I don't think it added yeah. anything to Belle's character. Um, that time could have been spent 
making uh, the story of the beast and the other people in the castle and the curse that they went through um, a bit more believable and his transformation a bit more believable. But instead they go into this character that we didn't have in the cartoon and doesn't change how I feel about Belle or Belle and her father's relationship. It just felt unneeded. Um, and the whole thing about the book and the map that takes you anywhere in time and space, that feels like plot destroying yeah it was instead of a mirror wasn't it which yeah i a a couple of strange choices a couple of great things particularly gaston and lefou i thought were great and i could watch those two all day um it's not awful but i would be tempted to i would how i feel about it i would be tempted to put it in a third but i think it's probably a two two i'd agree with a third actually Okay. I'd say it's as good as Aladdin, at least. I think. Yeah, that's the, a fair pro- point. the problem. It's got the problem that all the live a- action adaptations are going to have is that why? Why were they even made? I mean, I would there's know why no point. There's, there's no point. Yeah, let's do, let's do to it, and then we can. Like it yeah. didn't need to be made because it's never going to surpass the original in the minds yeah. of anyone who grew up with the original. If you're going to remake Disney films, you should be doing it with the ones that work. Like Lady in the Tramp, Lady in the Tramp, Lady in the Tramp wasn't a bad remake because it was a film that had been it had been long enough, yeah. and it is a new way of telling it and you know showing. And yeah, you could still argue it's a bit pointless, but that's well, harmless, just, like jungle. Just book. tell us original stories. You know? yeah. <laughs> like give us yeah. something new. Um, right, number twenty is Frozen, the first Frozen. Um. I'll be honest, first time I saw this, I wasn't that impressed at all. Um, Ruby likes it, obviously. Um, The stage version blows the film out of the water. Like, Jesus Christ. Me and Amy were both like, not expecting much from it, but we enjoyed it, I think, more than Ruby did. Um, It's it's become one of those, like, cultural zeitgeisty things, I think, where someone finally does a retrospective of, like, the 2010s. You know, this will be definitely in there with Let It Go and all that kind of stuff. I think, I'm, my, my gut reaction is 2-2, but I think I'm being harsh, though. I do I think this is harsh. one of those films that, because I, I know I'm criminal for this. You know when someone, like with Hamilton, you know when everyone is telling you that this thing is amazing? Very careful. And you're just like, eh, really? And that that's frozen for you. Everyone is around Right, but you know what I mean, though? Like, everyone tells you, oh, Frozen's incredible, Frozen's this phenomenon, it's one of the best things you'll ever see. And you are sat there just thinking that you've missed something. Oh, like, I think the one thing that doesn't help it is, as a dad, when we've taken Ruby to, like, Disney on Ice twice and all that kind That's of That's all thing. she's interested when, in. But, and then when we did the sort of, we did the Disney 100 concert earlier in the year, like, they always do a Frozen bit. Yeah. The the last time we went to Disney on Ice, it was the sort of big encore final bit. Whereas every other film, and I mean every other film, Coco, bless him, he only got like Miguel got two minutes with his little guitar coming out and Did doing. To be, yeah. to be fair, Adam, Disney what? on Ice, yeah. having the Mexican themed film, <laughs> having a small right. amount of time, and the snow themed film having quite you. a lot of time on right. the ice. I am with you. Makes sense. Right. But it was themed about heroes. Okay. And is Elsa and Anna not heroes? Well, no, they still are. My point point is Frozen got got a good 25 minutes. 
everything else got about 10. So it was a bit like, oh, whatever, (laughs) fine. And again, like, like everyone here can probably accept that Let It Go has been overplayed to death, especially children who are the right age. But I'm sorry, the first time I heard those opening piano notes of Let It Go, I knew they had something special. I knew that, like, honestly, like, they're, like, even on, like, a quality of song-producing level, that's some of the best stuff they've done since peak Renaissance Disney. It just is. It is. Had it not been overplayed, people wouldn't hate it as much. That's the only reason people hate it is because it was good enough to infect everything. Mm. And then you listen to the rest of the songs, and yeah, it, like you're saying, Adam, it's a great stage show because it's capturing that magic from the re- Renaissance again properly. Like I prefer Tangled as a film, but this is a better love letter to those Renaissance films. Right, because time, it's like time, time, time. Calm yourself. I reckon <laughs> it's got to be a two-one. I would say two-one. Okay, I would say two-one. I'm not going to argue with you. Um, number nineteen, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Oh God! One point three though. So so rubbish. It is. They're so rubbish. All of them. All of them. Everything about Uh, Vito. Lifeless. The the acting is rubbish. I like blue. You shut your faces. The reason you shut your faces. I Are you sure we can't veto your veto? We, you cannot veto my veto. That is disgusting. I, I, mean, I, I didn't even realize you'd done that. I didn't realize you'd done that. That's that's crazy. That, yeah. that, is that crazy. film is better than all of those films in two two and everything else below. No, it, I'm sorry. No, it yes, isn't. Yes, it is. Yes, it Absolutely is. Absolutely isn't. No. They start the film having broken up from the previous film. What J.D. Bayona <laughs> did with the aesthetic of that film alone, right, puts it there. Right. The film doesn't know whether we should feel sad for the dinosaurs or be scared of them. Should we be trying to save them or should we be trying to let them die? The film doesn't know what it's doing. I've seen it twice, Adam. Can't remember a goddamn I... thing about it. I didn't it's like how instantly all the... three of you began bashing. So I thought we're on definition of I've not used the veto yet. I'm having it. Disgusting. It's so bad. Can't do anything about it. So <laughs> riot. Oh, here, here we go. Riot. Here we go. Should I use my veto one dark night? You yeah, do it. Spite <laughs> him. Get it in a fail. Matthias. <laughs> Don't you dare. Right. Get that down then, and we won't. Number 18, Star Wars The Last Jedi. Uh, veto, 2-1. Oh. Don't care. Get it in there, because you're going to try and argue it down. Other people are going to try and argue it down. I'd put it there anyway. Personally. Yeah, that's where it deserves. Right, but I'm not having Adam trying to veto it. Like he's he's playing his hand. This is playing his card now. He's playing his hand. And, and honestly, this yeah. is one of the films I came into knowing I was going to have a veto ready for it. So I don't care. I don't feel like I'm wasting one, even though you two do agree <laughs> with me. I don't feel like I'm wasting it. I'm getting it in there now because it's not like I'm trying to be reasonable. I could happily put it in first, but it has got flaws. Hmm. But. See, if you don't I'm like watching, this film and you cried about it to Disney, the Rise of Skywalker is your fault. So I'm looking at the rest of them and I feel like I'm going to lose a couple of battles here now that I've used. Yeah, <laughs> it's, fine. it's fine. As you should. I've yeah, made I've made my choice. Uh, number seventeen, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two. 
Can we just go straight to the top? No, we can't. Yeah, I, I, think it's t- I love Harry Potter, and this I, was the my biggest issues come from some of the changes from the books. The way the way Voldemort dies, the end of the battle between him and Voldemort in the movie is awful compared to what we should have had from the book. Voldemort being powerless for those my few minutes. My he's going to veto us if we're not careful. It's just... It's just so, and, then, and obviously, Deathly Hallows Part 1 goes nowhere. I like just so that they could split it into two no, parts. I agree. There's a story for one film. Part 2 and... is the most succinct film of the franchise oh. in that it's the shortest of all of them. And I think it has the best sort of pacing. It's and... only short because he took half the book and put it yeah, in another film. Yeah, though. totally appreciate that. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it's my second favourite behind Azkaban. And I would call them both five-star films. Oliver, what's, what's, your, what's your gripe with part two? It's not... Has Georgia left the room now? Is that why you're allowed to say this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually. She... No, nah, nah, she's upstairs. She's working. Remember, she's not a teacher. But um, I don't know. It's just, I get why they did it and I get the logic behind it and stuff like that. But it, I just remember those last, like the first few Harry Potter films, they had this like kind of colour and magic about them. And the last few films visually are just dull. So dingy, and they shouldn't be like it's still magic. We should, I do look. think the tone of the books changes as well, though. Oh, absolutely, be, does. it gets darker. And I'm not saying it shouldn't be a dark film, like in terms of tone, I mean, literally, looking oh, you literally at it, can't see what's going on. Sometimes, it's murky, it's ugly. Um, are, I, I think for me, the big thing is just that there were certain changes they made from the books to such good storylines. Like Harry being able to like just follow him in the invisibility cloak and like deflect his spells, so he was just totally impotent and powerless for those last few minutes of his life, which is like, so deserved. Like but just being dusted. I would go two one. Can we go two one? I'd put it. To, I'd put it in two one. I won't put I it would go right. two one. For definitely those parts. I don't hate it by any stretch. I think. I think I was a little bit fatigued with the films oh, as well because it's like I dread the care books. About it's like, okay, we've got to wait for I the do films care about positioning now. And notice that. <laughs> you know, all the Oliver cares about positioning. We'll, we'll, we'll fix it there. Get uh, Jurassic but... World at the end of that list, then, Adam. <laughs> yeah, bottom. There you go. No, I can't. Last Jedi's there. Oh, no! Be- <laughs> no, no, it's not. Everyone here disagrees with you. Uh, right, number 16, Black Panther. Yeah, it's a good film. I yeah. think. Oh, it's, 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 it's one of those films that. A lot of the love it got is because we just see so few films like it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And if you take all that away from it, I mean, don't be wrong, it's definitely a low first or a high two one, but it isn't this amazing groundbreaking thing it's said to be. Okay, I'm really um, glad I'm not alone on that. I, th- I think <laughs> Shadwick Boseman is great. Yes. I think this. I you know I think Michael B. Jordan's great. I think you know the whole idea of Wakanda's fantastic. I, I honestly love the film. I just dislike the whole, oh, we're going to be so strict to our rules that, yes, this guy who's just turned up and said, we're going to do no tests, we're going to believe him because he's got a mouth tattoo, that he's the son of this guy and we're going to fight him. And because he's won, 
we're going to say, yeah, you're king now. You can do whatever you want unilaterally. We're really advanced. We're a really civilised group of people. But yeah, you can make these decisions that go against our culture. Yeah, and we still have fights to the death <laughs> yeah, to decide will, our king. <laughs> we will follow you down this path that goes against our entire culture because you're no king, because you want to fight with this other guy. And then this other guy's backing him because he brought in Gollum. He's like, yeah, I brought you Gollum. Right, yes, I've got you back now. Forget my wife, like. my best mm. friend, you know. But yeah, because I brought you Annie Serkis, um, I'm going to back you now instead. I'm going to betray everything I've ever stood for. Yeah. It yeah. just, this, those aspects of it don't make sense. Yeah. This film is ground zero for the uh, big Marvel problem of our villains are right. And so uh, mm. to kind of make sure that you don't completely back the villain we have to make the villain a psychopath even yeah. <laughs> though what they're actually fighting for is right so we have to make them do a bunch of really awful things so that you'll back the status quo which is the marvel hero. not just that it's awful things that are completely counter to how they yeah. would go about. Yeah, yeah. like yeah i i want poor people to have free accommodation now excuse me while i kill this kitten like, that's yeah. how they're written a lot of the time. Yeah. It, it is. It's just like, like Michael B. John, like shooting his girlfriend like, out of nowhere, just turns. And then, like, the whole him having this goal, but his goal is to know, you know I want to be the warmonger. But that, that's so in opposition with what he seems to want. And again, and again, it's kind of like he's just using these really obvious CIA tactics because that's what he's been trained to do. You know, oh, and Martin Freeman shoehorned in there because people like Martin Freeman, so let's shoehorn him in there. I didn't mind him. <laughs> I didn't mind him, but he didn't need to be there. His character doesn't really add anything yeah. to the story. I, uh, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't here for your discussion of Barbie, but that Barbie is the uh, Black Panther for white women. Karen forever. I um. This uh, Black Panther holds a, spe a special place for me because um, a couple of years ago, when it was first released, and I was teaching film studies. I used bits of it for like representation theory, um, and there was a student in the class at the time who, when he saw Chadwick Boseman, he did the Wakanda Forever, and someone at the back of the room, white lad, laughed at him. Um, and this lad turned around and he said, "I don't know why you're laughing. I've waited all my life to get this. You, but you, I get it every other week at the cinema." And he just cut him dead. Just and I just thought I'm so happy that he's sort of been able to do that and verbalize that to somebody else. Um I I would go two one if we're okay with the two one. I would say yeah, two um, one because the the story is yeah. I mean well, yeah, the cultural impact it had and the fact that and again with the Barbie movie is the fact that one of the reasons it's so good is because we just never get these real this real representation, we just don't see it. Yeah, Hollywood's so big on giving us fake representation, and that leads to things like where they go, oh, you can't be in this movie because we've already got a Latino character, so you can't be in it. Mm -hmm. And that's not diversity, that's appear, that's ticking boxes. Yeah, And because we don't get that, it it means we sometimes we can overlook certain things. And Black Panther, yes, does deserve a certain status, but if we're looking at it objectively, it's got that those issues that, yeah, Marvel have introduced with their villains. Some of the CGI is real ugly as well. Oh, Koye is one of my favourite Marvel characters across oh, yeah. any of the films. Yeah. Oh, and Baku as so, well with the like, we'll eat you, just kidding, with vegetarians. Yeah, like, vegetarian. It's so, so good. Um, I, I mean, I love his character so much. Yeah. Um, 
and I, I was so glad at the end. I know it's not. In, I don't think it's in here, but the end of Wakanda Forever, his character arc has just—it's gone so so. Where well, he well. becomes like this advisor to Shuri. Yeah, I really, yeah. I I think I prefer Wakanda Forever in terms of the narrative. I, I I agree with that. Like certain characters just get really good arcs through both films, and I think it mm. ends that really. Don't worry, that film's got its issues as well, oh, especially yeah. with the the Iron Man costume and yeah. it's ridiculous. But oh, yeah, yeah but... no. I think uh, it's definitely still a strong two on that. Yeah, no, um, I agree with that. Next one, number 15. Um, most recent on our list behind Barbie, uh, Super Mario Bros. I, as, as you know from the video game movie list, I really enjoyed this. It's um, so dumb, but I love it. I enjoy <laughs> it, you know. I think it's a really, really fun film. I think it's one of those films that will age quite well, as in kids will always enjoy this film. Um, you know, 20 years from now, you know, people's grandkids will enjoy it. I do think it's one of those films that will do well mm. pretty much forever. Yeah, I don't think it yeah. suffers with like particularly dated references like that or anything, which films like that often can. And um, I think it's because the references they use are sort of like Mario Kart, which is pretty... They're going to carry it's on. It's quite timeless, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and yeah, that'll always be fun. There'll always be Mario Kart arcade machines in places, stuff like that. Um, I want at minimum a 2-1, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I would not put it below that. That seems a bit high, but I'm not going to veto it. Like, it? Oh, it's no, it's not a good film. It's just fun and harmless. Like, But but I think that's what it's set out to be. Yeah, fair point. That that was its goal, to be a fun film, and it is yeah. a fun film. Okay, yeah. Um, and what... I also liked... Oh, sorry, go on. No, go on, Michael. I realised, because at some point it looked like, you know, because like, they were split up. And I was so worried they were going to do the you left me and I'm now siding with Bowser with Luigi. And they didn't. And they were they just stuck together because they do always stick together no matter what. Yeah. Mm. Um, I really like that they didn't bother going down that path and they just stuck with the no, the bond is completely unbreakable. Yeah. It's just Charlie so Day was wholesome. a very underrated bit of casting for Luigi as well. Like, yeah. Oh, I think that yeah. initially was the thing I was most excited about <laughs> as well. And then it was like, oh, Jack Black as Bowser. Oh, I bet he'll do oh. well. No, he did oh, not do well. He did gosh. incredibly. Yes. Yeah. Um, number 14, Ollie, is one that me and you have spoken about that gets unfairly hated. Um, and I am going to sneeze, so I'm going to say the title and then just mute my microphone a minute. Um, Avengers <laughs> Age of Ultron. Yeah. I don't know why this gets hated on. Is it is it just that there's a bit too much weedonism in there, and it was as it was coming out that he's not a nice man? I, I don't. I, I don't know why people dislike it at all. I think Age of Ultron is is far and it's one it's one of the better overall I, Marvel films. I mean, I, I guess most the, of the Avengers films are. I'd be happy to make the case that Ultron is the best villain they've ever made. In the MCU, is that like eighty percent because it's Spader voicing him though. Not Spader is God. Yeah. Come on, that. like that's a that's a pretty damn strong argument, Michael. <laughs> it is, I like, guess. It's not just that; it's the way he delivers those lines, and it's the the cadence with it. It's just it's so menacing, and yet when he wants it to be, it's so funny. Like, and I, he, I think. He, he is this perfect perversion, even though he's not from the comics, because I know it's Hank Pym who makes Ultron in the comics, but it's almost like this perfect caricature of Tony Stark in Ultron as his performance. And it's perfect. I love it. It is. It's honest, and I think Hawkeye starts to get a personality in this, yeah. which is, is great. Uh, and he becomes a really, really good, well-rounded character. 
Uh, Cap almost lifts Mjolnir, and some people would say that he could have lifted it, but chose not to, yeah. to let Forsyth face stuff like that. Like, I love that we... scene where they're all like trying to lift it as well. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, it's, it's, and, and then Ultron coming in, like they've got this camaraderie, they've won, and him coming in and kind of like Tony's past coming to bite him is kind of mm. his own god complex has given birth to this this new threat. I, um, I think yeah. similar to what we were talking about with Return of the King before, in that it's not a bad film, but it's the weakest of the Avenger films, I think. Yeah, but they're all so good. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's the I, th- sort of, yeah. I think Avengers I think... Assemble is only... I would say this is better than Avengers Assemble if taken as a standalone... Because Avengers Assemble is all the coming together. Finally, we've been waiting for this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You guys really like this, and I really don't. <laughs> I, 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 I loved Avengers Assemble. It, it was, it was fun. It was just fun, and this has no fun whatsoever. I, I felt it had no stakes. Like. Sokovia is this like new country we've never heard of it and it, it just two new characters who have world breaking powers turn up I I did not like a second of this film I thought it was rubbish right. I, I love Wanda and I love Vision so the, the no, film they I, come into it I, I love it it's so I good. like them when they're handled properly in the other films I think they're great in this one, I just do not. I really don't. I my, felt this was, was a massive one. fail. My gut was 2-1 for this. My gut was 2-1. I would have fight a 2-1, yeah. I'd be then, I'm ve- then I'm vetoing. <gasps> it's, it's a third. <laughs> oh! That is, that is so undeserving. Yes, oh, yeah. absolutely. The internet supports yeah. me in this. Ooh. The internet is wrong. As if it's yeah. there next to Dory. <laughs> That's oh, where man. it should be. I enjoy the more. Steaming hot take, Paul. No, it is at, not. It is the usual the trash take, below. guys. It's, it's so the much. usual take. Oh, so upsetting. So it is below. It is below some trash. There's some oh, trash in two two that I don't think should be there. The, the vetoes are coming out now. Oh, here we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used a veto on this podcast ever. <laughs> I don't think I've ever felt my body sort of go as tense as it did on this podcast. Ever. It had. I think the reason why I hate this so much is it has so many wonderful ingredients. Ultron is a great villain. Uh, Wanda and Vision are great characters, as we've seen in other films, and in this one they are just so mishandled. Feeling so sad. It's no fun at all. I do wonder what the Russos would have done with this. Oh, it would have been amazing. It would have been amazing. Can you imagine that ads if the Russos had had this film instead? How good that would have been. I do accept that. I I do. Yeah, I agree. It's not the film it could have been. It could have been so much better. But I do think I, I don't think it's as bad as people say. I think it's unfairly hated. And by people, he means Holly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the entire internet who's back in her time. I'll I'll stand by it any day of the week. Uh, right, number thirteen is Frozen Two. I haven't seen it. I'll be honest. Uh, it's all right. I mean, as much as I enjoyed Frozen, I had no. It's, it's the same. Honest. It's yeah. a similar argument for me. It's... Tonally, it feels very similar to the first one, but it isn't as good. 
But again, I do remember thinking when I first heard Into the Unknown, and I feel like this one might not be as hated as Let It Go because it's not as overplayed. But Into the Unknown, I remember hearing, again, the opening piano bit to that and thinking, oh, they've got something here. They've really I mean, got something I don't think that's Panic the of the Disco cover of that song is so good as well. Yeah. That might be a hot take, but it's so, so good. No, it's, fanta- it's not hot. It's fantastic. It's I prefer the original, so but I do love Brendan Urie's yeah. uh, version of it. It's amazing. What do you yeah, think is the best song in it adds? Lost in the Woods. Right, but that's just weird and hilarious. Like, And also, one that really gets overlooked, and it is like a good message in the song, and it's really powerful, do the next right thing. I don't like, know that's a that well. That's the thing. Like, so, those two songs... So Anna, think, Anna thinks that Elsa and Olaf are dead. Right. And she's singing this song about, like, she's broken, but she's got to keep going because it's the right oh, thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's... Mean, yeah. Unbelievable. And it's one of those, like, you forget that Kristen Bell's, like, actually a very accomplished singer. Yeah. <laughs> and she, right, she, like, knocks out of the park. I w- I'm not championing this, people. I'm saying, like, 2-2, personally. Yeah, I'd go 2-2. I think 2-2 is, like, it's got some good moments, but it is very much a kid's film where the plot was, like, uh, I love Olaf in this. He sings an entire song about not understanding what's going on, but it'll be fine because he will when he's older. Which is quite meta. Yeah. <laughs> um, Michael, I don't know if you caught up with this or not because you. you I did. I good. watched them both back to back the other Top day. Got Maverick number twelve. Honestly, one of the best films I've ever watched. It's so definitely, good. definitely a first. Definitely it's so a first. Yes, it's in first. Holly, don't you dare, please yeah, agree with me. I no, I'm not going to. I would have said two one, but I've got not got beef with it being in a first. Absolutely. Oh, I think I Miles it. Teller's performance alone would yeah. put this in a first. I think it's so good. Yeah. Like um, I said this but, on the podcast and all this kind of stuff. I hadn't seen the first one until I saw. Until I still I haven't. Maverick. I don't think you need This to. is better than the first. You don't yeah, need to. I still have them because I know it's not going to be as yeah. good as this. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I'm glad I watched it. No right being as good as it was. Yeah, yeah it's so good. It's one of those films that, that, like, as much as my son hates films, like, he loves planes. And when he next comes down in a couple of weeks, <laughs> I'm absolutely watching this again with him. I'm just going to force him to watch it because I know yeah. he'll love it. Because it's just so, so good. And how? How have they managed to take the plot of Star Wars 4? And get the tension from that, or fly down a trench, a very exact trench. You've got to go yeah, really yeah. fast, and you've got to hit an exact target. And then you got how have they managed to do that, but better? How have they improved on that? <laughs> All they needed was Tom Cruise in Miles Teller's ear going, Use your instincts, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> it's it it's been. one of those films where every single person knew the assignment. Oh, yes. talk about this yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah. Like, mm. Even the filmmakers knew the assignment to the point where they were like, we've made this really sort of like 80s throwback action film. Are we missing something? Oh, yeah, we need a scene on the beach where they're all with the tops off playing volleyball or American football. Still... And then we've done it. Like, everything's the, fine then. The like the only thing that, that leaves a, a bad taste in my mouth, and you can roll your eyes as much as you like, but I, I have to say it, is the fact that Kelly McGillis wasn't brought back because okay. she's aged naturally. And yeah. Tom Cruise yeah. has it. So her being the love interest, they would look like yeah. like she was older and yeah, they yeah. couldn't have that or whatever. Yeah, no, I, but I would have loved a cameo from her and I yeah. see no reason why they couldn't have yeah. had a cameo of her. It's a little, cameo, you know, Val Kilmer, his cameo is great. 
but yeah, it's so good, yeah. it, oh, it right, shows yeah. a, a little bit of the imbalance in Hollywood that Val Kilmer is, you know, very, very ill and, and you know, it struggled, but he had this amazing cameo yeah. that everyone loved, yeah. but Kelly McGillis couldn't because she looks like a normal human being now and not a siren. Yeah. That's the only thing that left a bad taste in my mind. No, that's fair. Yeah. I, that's I really enjoyed the relationship between Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly in the film because I don't think it went too far as to be like, oh, we're overly sexualized. I think it was a believable sort of like older, mature relationship type thing. Um, but then <laughs> it's cliched as climbing out the window. It was still yeah. such a fun scene. Yeah. Um, but then the thing that surprised me the most, but I actually quite liked was after they'd done the soul, like Star Wars and New Hope, drop the bomb, do all that kind of stuff. I just assumed that was the end. Never mind the behind enemy lines bit where it yeah. turned into a spy movie for a little bit. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm in for that. Yeah, I'm glad we agree. And they just happened to have, like, what was it, an F-14, which was the one he flew in the original film. Why would this weird Russo-Chinese, like, uh, weird country, like, because they never say where it is, but why would this country just have, like, a functioning F-14 on standby? (laughs) I I honestly think a large part of that, one was for the throwback and to have them both in the plane together, but I'm also about ninety percent sure they Tom Cruise wanted a scene with him running because he has to have yeah, yeah. a scene of him running in yeah, every film. Absolutely, and he, he does run, run well. Something. I'll give him that. Unless we but forget, it, people, they did remember to include Danger Zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the um, opening, that gets into a third. Anytime you're getting Kenny Loggins in there first. Yeah, <laughs> we're nearing the two-hour point. So my idea of having two minutes per film clearly went out the window. Yeah. Holly's fault. We were doing fine until she got here. <laughs> we're, almost, we're almost at the at the top ten or the final ten, so we're all right. We'll you know we'll make it through. If you're here now, you're carrying on watching, aren't you? Um, Furious Seven, number eleven. I mean, yeah. it's a third. It's a third at best, isn't it? Yeah. It only got as big as it did, you know, because of the real life kind of controversy around it. Um, that, that's it. Quick time, yeah. Uh, number ten, Avengers Assemble. Um. Too I mean, much. it's it's a high two one, isn't it? It is it, uh, a really good. It's not the best Avengers film, is it? Yeah. So if you put it in first, then you're going to struggle to justify. And I'm yeah. assuming Infinity War and Endgame are there. I would I hope remember. they are. Um, um, but they're yeah, both better than it. Man. Yeah, they are both better. One thing I, mean, I really like about this, and some people hate it, is that Phil Coulson's death gave birth to the Shield TV series, which I love. Uh, hmm. I love Phil Coulson as a character, and one and like this was his kind of swan song, wasn't it? In the movies, yeah. And I love that he was supposed to just be in one scene, like in the Thor movie, I think, and then yeah, maybe, yeah. And, and that was it. And people loved him so much, and this was like his swan song, and I love that. Um, but yeah, I think that um, it's it's not as good as later installments, though, and that's just because we we are more, more invested in the characters later on. Yeah. Hmm. We just um, get more and more invested in them. I'd be inclined to make it a first. I oh, really, okay. really like this. Um, in the in the same way as like Empire Strikes Back is better than A New Hope, but A New Hope has a slightly different vibe and is more fun and and simple storyline. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think the same thing tracks for the Avengers films. And I I just think this film, no one believed they could do it. Everyone thought it would be a hot mess. 
beforehand. It's hard to remember that now because we have so much faith in Marvel, but really everyone thought this film was oh, going to be a hot mess. And it is so much It's so fun. tight. It's, it's, I mean, there's nothing wasted in this film. It's really, really clever in how simple it is. Huh? I'm not against, I'm not against that. I'm not at all. I, I'd not. argue for it. Not enough to use my veto, but I'd argue for it. I, I, and I would say I'd be more likely to watch this again. As much as I like Age of Ultron, this is the one I'd watch again if I was going to pick one of the two to watch again. I'm happy with like the was... but I think like Matt, what you say, Michael, I think that ultimately tells us where we're putting Infinity War and Endgame. I think it is high too. Like I'm, I don't know why. I can't articulate why, but it just it screams very high two one to me. I feel like when you've got a huge franchise, you have to judge the films against each other. Yeah, you can't you can't see them all as individuals because they're not. Like Endgame wouldn't be as good as it was as a standalone film. It is based on Infinity War being yeah. so good. Um, and I'm this gonna... buys because all the origin stories are done. That's why it's so good. That's why it's it so tight. And then we'll go. Yeah, we'll figure it out from there. Um, mm. I'm concerned that I've got two vetoes. Ollie's got three. Michael's got three, and Holly's got two. And there are only nine films left. <laughs> we don't I'm, have to use them all though. Oh, it's going to be brutal. But I'm more concerned about this next. I'm more concerned about this next film. I watched this as well. This is another one I caught up on. I watched it with Merrick, so like he could, you know, have someone to look up to. Um, 2019 Lion King. I love the original Lion King so much. It was one of my favourite films growing up. And no, this just left. Oh, you're my hero. You're my, my hero. Really left a bad taste in my mouth. Veto fail. Adam, don't like, I don't care. It's the worst of these films. It didn't need to be made at it's all. It's absolutely the one that didn't need to be made. And even within that, they made mistakes. Chueta Legia 4 is not Scar. You would have been better off casting him as Mufasa and getting somebody else in to play Scar. And the thing is, the story's good because it's Hamlet, isn't it? I mean, of course it's yeah, good. But, that, but that's but nothing from the original it's... one. And it just, I don't know. I feel like it's going to age really badly as well. I feel like in yeah. 10, 20 years, this CGI is going to look really creepy. And it's also... It already does. I've gone over this to death. It's boring. It's visually boring. The thing that makes Lion King as good a film as it is, is when you look at it, it looks incredible. Yeah, it's when they got back to the Pride Lands, I was like, this doesn't actually look as bad as it... In the cartoon, when they get back to the Pride Lands at yeah, the it's, end... Yeah, it's, it's, it's Chernobyl. It's fascinating. And you're like, oh look, my god, this is heartbreaking. Look, look at the pain on Adam's face. I don't know, what, but I, 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 I your pain fuels us, Adam. I genuinely don't know how, as a film studies teacher, you're okay with this film. I genuinely don't. Because I understand, I understand the commercial reason why it was made. In the same, that's a horrific reason no, to no, back no, a film. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's not the reason why I like it. Right. The reason why I like it is because similar to the Jungle Book. I quite like the photorealistic stuff, right? I will admit to you now, it doesn't hold a candle to the original, right? And my argument wouldn't have been first or even 2-1. Two, two, uh, two, I would have put it as a 2-2, two, two, right? I think it's unfair to say that it was a fail. But I knew exactly where you were going with it. Right, here's the counter-argument when it comes to Jungle Book. Jungle Book changed the story beats enough that it was worth making another film again. Jungle Book is far superior to this. Yeah, and if also... Within this list, I would have firsted Jungle Book. And and also, 
it had a human character to ground these more yeah. realistic effects. Yeah. And that's something that kind of works in the favor of Aladdin, of Beauty and the Beast, of The Little Mermaid. Like you've got these human characters to ground these effects. This was just some weird attempt at making a nature documentary where the lions can talk and sing. And you can't tell what emotions they're feeling because they're not allowed to emote because they're not anthropomorphized at all because we're that desperate to give them realistic features. That, I think that's the thing. But I think there's so much. It's just so good. And obviously, and then Pumba's ruined. Like, where's the, they call me Mr. Pig? Where was it? Yeah, where's that they is, call me Mr. Pig? That is so good. I love hmm. it so much. It's so funny. All um, of the joy from that original film. It's exactly. just been removed. All of the vibrancy, all of the life, all of the colour. Like, the just, oh, right. it's, yeah, okay. it's a fail. Right, right, <laughs> fine. Um, number eight, Jurassic World. Third. Veto, two, it, one. It's better, it's better than the other two. <laughs> Are you actually going to put it in a third? I don't know. I don't Drop know if someone who is as big a fan of Jurassic. Like, that is our joint favourite film. Jurassic yeah. Park. Yeah. That is our joint favourite film. And you look at the world films and think they even come close to, the, oh, to that. Like, but I was the first person to say that I would fail Dominion, right? Fine. You're all off on one about Fallen Kingdom, right? But Jurassic World, I was on Radio 5 Live talking to Tony Livesey about Jurassic World. That's how much I enjoyed Jurassic World, right? <laughs> In the I when I sat down and watched it, it the nostalgia just hit me, and I know it's all fan service, right? But it's the gates, it's the let's take the dust sheet off this. Oh my god, it's an old jeep from the first film. Loved it, loved it, loved it, right? And I am I'm slightly now more concerned in that I've got one veto left, and there are still two films on this list that I think I'm gonna have to use them for. But I'm gonna have to try and. It's yeah. just I don't know. I th I, th I think it's all the best bits of it. I just go in. How's your nostalgia feel about this? Mm. Don't you feel nostalgic? Look at this—they're just picking over the corpse of a beautiful film. But yeah. I tell you and what, they... right? And not not to make you all feel bad about your own decisions here, but this might do, right? As somebody who was going through depression in 2015, this today. Oh, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring that out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. you as an individual, can have an attachment to a film and like love a film. Yes, I but can. I think if we're being objective. It I'm is not. just failing well, on the My mum died, and film. before she died, she told me that Jurassic World was the worst <laughs> film she'd ever seen. So let's tuck in your heart things that way, shall we? Like, should we get that in there? Oh, or... I've just stubbed my toe, and I think this... <laughs> <laughs> I, I do have a fond memory of this, though, because I watched this. this I, watched, I think I watched both with, like, Nello and Stephen. And I remember there's a point, and we still bully Anello about it, that there's a point when Blue comes back, isn't there, at yeah. the end of Blue? And we thought they were dead. And you know, all we heard from the other side, and they're going, it's Blue, and nearly break down crying. So I have, like, <laughs> a personal... Why does... Where the T-Rex and Blue just nod at each other, like, respectful <laughs> rivals? Allowed it's so to. ridiculous. And I, I don't like the hybrid dinosaur. I hate that so much. It's oh. like, we've made a super weapon. The only thing I like, and I genuinely do think it is interesting, because it seems like the only step forward they talk is the idea that he's training the raptors because they're intelligent. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I do like that idea. I do. But beyond that scene where he's in, he jumps in with them and gets them back, I, and also, like, 
I do like Chris Pratt. This isn't the role for him. This is a yeah, terrible yeah. role for Chris Pratt's strength is him being, yeah, he's a bit of a jock and he's a bit built and, you know, but he's he has this joy him. about him. He has this, you know, Peter Quill, great example. Andy in Parks and Rec, great example. Uh, Bailey in um, Onward. They all have this kind of joy in them. And he's just, he's just yeah, I'm this straight-laced mountaineer and, yo, I'm a manly man, man. Like, no. <laughs> no. Okay, right. Number seven. I'm assuming I can take this one all the way to the top. Spider-Man, no yeah, way. Yeah, can. Get it up there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Get it up there. I mean, not the best film that Andrew Garfield was in in 2021, but... You know, <laughs> tick, oh, was tick, that? Tick, tick, boom all the way. Tick, tick, boom all the way. I still not seen that. I, need to watch I, I haven't seen that yet, and I keep getting told to watch it. Nella keeps like, telling me it's really good. So good. So good. So good. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, know, I think, I it was the one. best reaction he had to a film in 2021, though. It definitely wasn't. Like when he takes his hat, when he takes his mask off, and that this is enough. No, it Weeping, isn't. Yes, it is. Hollering. Oh, just everyone's gone. This, I think, this is one of the the first film I've ever watched. Endgame had it a bit because we watched this in IMAX opening weekend. Yeah. This was the film that had the most people around me reacting to it. Oh yeah, in yeah. A joyful way. yeah. You kind of just allow it, don't you? Like it was an experience to yeah. watch it, and it was. I would. I wouldn't have wanted to watch it any other way. Because I, I, I'm not a very emotive person. Uh, like, I'm not a very physically emotive person. So all these people were kind of emoting how I felt inside, but I'm not uh, very yeah. good at showing. And that was quite nice to experience and be part of. Holly um, talked about it before as well, like Marvel problem, you know, villain with a point. And I love that this is a return to, we have a villain who's just a bit of a dick. Yeah. Like, that's his whole yeah. thing. We've got Green God. And that scene where he's, he's laughing, so good. where yeah. he's laughing in Peter's face as he's just being punched repeatedly oh, yeah. in the condo, I genuinely got chills. Yeah, I think I they have... did Jamie Fox so much better as well. They redeemed that character so well. Redemption is the right word for sure. Like Andrew Garfield stole the film for me, and I haven't seen The Amazing Spider-Man. I haven't seen his films, but it made me want to see them because oh, he was good. so yeah. fabulous in it. And the in-jokes about how his film was received and the way Tobey <laughs> Maguire and, and Tom Holland spoke to him. Yeah. I, I know it's a bit cheesy, but I really liked it. I, I, I thought they did it well. There's a lot of fan service in there done well. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I don't yeah. love multiverse stuff. Yeah. Um, I, you know, it, it goes very silly, very quick. Um, but this did it really nicely for me. It's so everything that it's about to do, you know. Are you are you okay? Are you okay? Oh, just <laughs> yeah. the, the, yeah. I mean, the bit where he, he saves Zandaya, I'll just oh my yeah. god. Yeah, I'm just and, like you said, you've not seen it, so like you're not an idiot, you know what the context of it is, but like because I remember we, me and Adam talked about it. Most heart wrenching moment in any Spider Man yeah. film is where he doesn't get Gwen, he doesn't save Gwen. And to see, like you were talking about there, that redemption for him. It's so visceral as well, isn't oh, yeah. it? It's such oh, a vis- it, like, yeah. bit. There's the sort it's... of whip crack of. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's so, but like, you just, it felt out of place. Oh, it's yeah. so Have you seen, have so you seen the interviews where Tom Holland, like, gives it away? 
I haven't actually. No, it's hilarious. So it's that. Um, it's. I think he works with BBC, and he's like, he's got glasses, and he's got a really neat trim beard. And he's interviewing Andrew Garfield, and he he's really good at like telling stories to the people he's interviewing, rather than being the one just just asking questions. And he's saying, I was interviewing Tom and Zendaya, and they were recounting things, and it was like, oh, the Statue of Liberty scene where you were falling off, and Tom says. Oh, I wasn't there, but it looked really scary. And then yeah. there's this moment later on where you just see oh, his soul see, weave his body because yeah. it's yeah. like, oh, I wasn't yeah. the Spider-Man that you see yeah. in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have this thing that, like, they didn't announce it beforehand, but everyone thought it was coming. Everyone felt it yeah, was yeah. because we knew certain things. So it wasn't a certainty at all. And then the minute that your cinema screen that you were in erupted when you saw Andrew Garfield, there was just a sort of, like, collective, like, yeah, we're all in this now. Like we're all, yeah. we're all in. Um, right, final six. We are into two billion dollar territory here. Um, yeah. So Avengers: Infinity War. We all know what we need to do. Gotta, yeah, it's gotta be. Isn't it? We've just gotta it, get it. Over. Not. It's it's my, probably my the best. Take is that this is the best one. Yeah, it's a hundred percent the best yeah. Avengers movie. Yeah, because I think the re- end game works because of all the work that you've put in watching the MCU up to that point. Yeah, and I think you can't go into that without having done that um, yeah. and for it me set the stakes for endgame so high oh yeah mm. for me this is my bet my favorite part one part two of any film yeah. ever like yeah, I, I think this is one of the only one. times i think breaking into two parts was justified yes yeah because usually i hate it but with this it's like it made sense because that was a story we've lost it's over and then it's a new story in the future. How do we rebuild yeah. and how do we come back from this? It's just so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, right. Number five, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Now, this was... This was I like this, films. but it's just a new hope again, isn't it? This was one of the films that I mentioned before about tracking how well it was doing at the box office because oh. it was the first time in ages that a film was crawling towards two bill. And I was like, it's going to get there. It's got to get there. This is a first for me. Yeah, agreed. I agree. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just a new hope again, isn't it? And it, it's a good story told again. I, I've said this to these two on these All podcasts. the issues come after this for me. Yeah, that like, this is my favourite of the Star Wars films. I didn't get that. But this, there are yeah. issues with it. It's not perfect, don't get me wrong. The As way Finn can use a lot of saber and stuff and... Yeah, similar to you, Michael, in that I, I don't know if I watched the original trilogy before I saw Phantom Menace, but the prequel trilogy was sort of my introduction to it, and then you go back and you do the other stuff, and you've got the games, and you've got all that bit. When I watched Force Awakens, I was like, this is everything that I wanted Star Wars to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think it's a solid, solid film. Yeah. The the feeling I got in the cinema watching this was just, oh my God, this is Star Wars. It's this back. is how it's supposed to make me feel. It's back. I felt so much like hope for the other ones like um, yeah. if the whole um, trilogy had been like this it would have been it oh, yeah. would have been one of the best trilogies of all time they have I will, to, to potential to, to live up to edgelord a little bit but only a little bit because obviously this is a first um i do think that you could actually say the problems that come up later do start with this one they do a little bit with like it's jj and his mystery a... box star wars doesn't need a mystery yeah. box yeah. It's JJ being like, oh, who are Ray's parents? And then Ryan Johnson's got to be like, well, it doesn't matter what theory I go with, I'm going to annoy somebody. So 
yeah. screw it, her parents are no one. And then JJ's like, whoa, slow your roll there, guys. When when Kylo said that, he was being like Obi-Wan Kenobi in Return of the Jedi. Oh, what I told you was true from a certain point. No. But, and like, my, my favourite thing about this, because me, Adam, and Holly talked about this in depth in our Star Wars review, I think the best thing about this is the most impressive thing about this is how every single Star Wars fan liked it. Mm-hmm. So, like people who had never seen a Star Wars film before liked this film. People who were okay, like a bit familiar with Star Wars, liked this film. People who had seen all the films, however many times, liked this film. People who'd read every single like comic and article on Wikipedia liked this film. Like this, like for this, for any film. To imp- to universally impress a fan base as varied and frankly gatekeepy as the Star Wars fandom, that's bloody impressive. So easy I, first. Um, this was I think I mentioned this on the Star Wars one. This is one of the only films that I remember coming out of it with friends on the Friday, seeing one of the same friends on the Saturday and going, "I'm going to go back on Monday and watch it. Do you want to do it?" And he yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I watched this back to back really quickly because I remember going to see it with Georgia and again, emotional Ollie, just crying at the end of it. Basically what Holly was saying as well, like, oh my God, Star Wars is back. I've waited so long for this. I've been so hyped. It's so good in it. Mm. Poe and Finn are so good in it. Kylo Mm. Ren is a bit moody, but overall quite a good villain. Yeah. Um, You know, it is just so good. Every beat pretty much hits where it wanted to hit. Yeah, I love that everyone who knew anything about Star Wars saw Harrison Ford in the trailer and was like, oh, he's going to die in this film. That's the only way he's coming back. But is it's, if he not, gets to die. it's not people who know anything about Star Wars. It's people who've ever seen an interview with Harrison with Ford. Yeah. There's damn. absolutely no chance he ain't just doing this for a paycheck yeah. and getting the hell out of it. It's crazy how much he hates that character, though, because it's such a good character. I don't think he hates the he character. Hates I think he everything. <laughs> He he hates the fan obsession with it. He doesn't have that hatred towards like Blade Runner. He doesn't have that pan- hatred he loves towards Indiana like... Jones though. And there's a fan obsession with Indiana Jones. It's just not not like... in the same way though. No. It's not like... like a bigger following, has it? That's all. No, he's it's, got the sci-fi. It's not as obsessive. Stuff. Like I remember that same guy who was interviewing Andrew Garfield. I think it was him, and he inter- in the build-up to Force Awakens, he interviewed Harrison Ford, and he said, "So who shot first, Han or Greedo?" And and Harrison just goes, um, "I don't care." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah. bad play, mate. Uh, right, number four, Titanic. Right. I mean, Titanic. The, the thing right. with the Titanic is it's it's a real event, isn't it? Like it really was a massive, monumental, <laughs> like history capturing. I mean, people are still going down in submarines, risking the lives now. You know. Oh God! Yeah, I forgot about it's, that. You, you know what I mean, that's how big an event it is. So it can't, it couldn't not be great. I, I do think, think the stuff with the old woman's a bit annoying. Yeah. I'll be honest, that didn't need to be there. They could have just told the story because it is an epic story. They, we needed a lens to see it through, and I get that. We just didn't need the stuff in the present day, I don't think. Um, that being said, I mean, it's an excellent film. Yeah. It's such a remember, spectacle. I do remember someone suggesting, like, if you're going to have a love story in there, it was accusing James Cameron of having very one-dimensional characters in there, you know, like these are the good characters, these are the bad characters. And like he said, if you're going to have that in there, how much more interesting would it have been if like uh, Billy Zane's character was actually played by an older actor 
and it was very much a case of he was lovely but he was being forced to remarry from his family's side, you know, get a kid yeah. and whatever. And he completely kind of understood why Rose didn't want to marry him. And he was like, he was sad about it, but he wasn't like, he wasn't the villain. And it's almost uh, the David Warner character becomes the villain because he's got it in for Jack. And it yeah, explains yeah. why they have such an animosity with each other. But then they- And they just I make think- sure the show is bad at the end as well, where he gets on the boat with the little girl and stuff. And he's like, I'm all she's yeah. got. And, it, and then he just like pushes her aside once she's on the boat because he's just not a nice man in any way. Yeah. And they just wanted to make sure he has no redeeming qualities. I think this was one of those as well, because I think Jurassic Park was similar. It was one of those where, weirdly, movies were able to advance science. So, like, the paleontologists who they consulted for Jurassic Park were given access to, like, top-of-the-line computers that they did not have access to otherwise because Hollywood was paying for it because Steven Spielberg was like, I want these dinosaurs to move as realistically as possible. So he gave them access to computers that allowed them to model dinosaur movement in a way that was way better than they could have ever dreamed of. I think it was something similar in this. Like, well, it's like James Cameron but, built his own sub, didn't he? Like, not yeah. by hand, but he... Like with this all this Ocean Gate stuff, he was talking and people were like, You need to you don't know what you're talking about. And he was like, No, I, I really do. Yeah. Because I've really been does. down there yeah. in a sub myself. I got a, a sub and like he really did do his research. He really did get people in and they worked out how the boat would have broke and stuff like yeah. that. And they simulated it. And we kind of because everyone knew about the Titanic. It was it's always been a yeah famous story, but to like see it and be like, you know, this is actually what the experience is, how it would have been. And, and it's that idea again of it, we didn't have as clear an idea of how the Titanic sank in terms of it snapping in half and then how long it yeah. took and then it dragging. Like, they didn't know that until yeah. this film yeah. because they were able to do it. And like, it's horrible. That second half of the film, because it's two very different films. You've got this weird, oh, yeah. you know, attempt at an Austin-style story that Holly could tear apart for days if we let her, and we could let her. Like, why not? Um, And then the second half of the film... Time, Holly. Time. Yeah. The second half of the film is just excellent. It's almost like a horror film. Oh, yeah. And, like, the tension racks up, and you see all the dead bodies in the water. It's horrifying. I feel like Adam's building up to a veto because he's got a look on his face. (laughs) Yeah, veto. Um, oh. it's, it's a it's film. Good. No. It's not. My critical darling's top 10. It's awful. It is awful. It is an awful Absolutely crazy. I could feel you were going to do that and I should have vetoed first. <laughs> yeah. I could feel it rising. I shouldn't have said anything. I should have just said veto. It's awful. Um, I'd have put it in terrible. two one, but. Just a terrible film. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, not. Just, it's just so like soppy and just saccharine and like I'm not interested hundreds in of people died like, they I, again, died. the first half of it I agree with you that first half that love story in there yeah it's kind of pointless but, I, but I their guess... chemistry is amazing oh yeah it's how absolutely we... amazing real talk how have Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio not just ended up as a real life couple because they're because so she's good together. she's way too old had she not aged she'd have been fine with it but yeah <laughs> oh. But no, just I, I, I'm going to talk more. I think on my on the critical darlings pod, so it's just not good. Yeah. Um, right. Final three. Let's do this. Um, number three, Avatar: The Way of Water. Has anyone actually seen oh. this? 
I've not seen it. I've not seen either of them. I just do not care about the Avatar I would franchise. argue the fact that none of us have had any strong urge to watch this is could consider it a failure. Oh, I think that good. even people who watch it and like it talk about how it's about the effects, but the story's really generic. Yeah, even people who love it because it. of Avatar, you've not, you know, it's not. Endgame. Apparently, it's the same story again. Endgame is a first. Endgame is a first. We all know that. And I mean, James Cameron re-releasing Avatar just to pip Endgame again is a dick move. Um, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I hate Avatar. It's Pocahontas in space. Yeah. But if you don't like Pocahontas, you're not going to like. It's not even a good version of Pocahontas as well, because yeah, at least Pocahontas, Pocahontas is. At least great, in Pocahontas, like... the lead characters are female. They even take yeah. that away in this. Like... And Colors of the Wind is one of the best Disney it's songs ever. It's a banger. Ever yeah. written. And Savages yeah. is a banger as well. And oh, yeah. Just Around the River Bend is one of George's favorite Disney songs. So I'm going to go back for that. Just, a bit. As a musical, Pocahontas is amazing. It's so, heard... so good. I haven't heard Avatar being likened to Pocahontas. I've always heard it being likened to Fern Gully. Which oh, is I've basically had... also Pocahontas. Pocahontas and Dances with Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like it's a generic story, isn't it? it is it's just meet story. the natives. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I showed it to students because we've been reading Things Fall Apart in Year 8, which is an excellent, excellent book. But it has themes of colonialism and the the only film that I could think of to show um, that had any themes like that that was available was Avatar. Um, and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. I didn't hate it. I, I saw it when it was in the cinema and was a bit meh, but thought the, uh, the effects were, were great and everything everyone says about the effects. But I would watching say it... What you say about the be- highest course movie of all time is I didn't hate it. Well, yeah, of That's course. Awesome, isn't it? But yeah. I, I don't think we could put it in a fail and I don't think we could put it in a third. It's better than that. I don't have it's anything... It's enjoyable. I just... Um, I, I hate it, mainly because I agree with you in that it does look amazing. Right, and some of the cinematography and the shots of it, the, the effects all look amazing. Story wise, it's absolute naff, and like, that does matter. It does that matter. matters so much. It, I know. mean, it's basic, it's not naff, it's not one of those stories that doesn't make it's sense. Naff. It's just basic, it's just, and it's been done a thousand times. There's story theory, like not to get all you know, English teachery, but there are, there are theories that there are only seven stories, and yeah. um, this is a very, very basic hero's journey yeah. style story with this colonialism yeah. element, which we've seen many times before. But that doesn't make it that. You can do classic stories. Sorry, Jamie is throwing heavy things around. You fight your mom, Jamie. Agree with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, you can do simple stories well. Like we just put um, Force Awakens, you know, really high up. That is a very simple story. It is, Ads. It is a simple story. Come on. To Avatar? No, in terms of the story skeleton. It's a basic hero's journey, yeah. Now, yeah, Avatar is not as good as that, I don't think. But there are bits which are spectacular. Little bits which are spectacular. Pandora is an interesting world to explore. Right. We are are nearing an Avatar-length podcast, so... I'm I think concerned. third is a fair compromise. I won't argue. I mean, I've not seen it. I, just, I mean, it's one of those things, I've not seen it, but I kind of know everything that happens in it because of the 
how big it was culturally. I've got to go third, mainly because I could have failed. So, yeah. I think that's right. fair. I think it is, like, it's interesting to look at, but it's one of them, if you don't care about CGI effects. Yeah. It, maybe, it, it, do you reckon it's one of those that would have been better if it was just, like, a cartoon? Maybe. If they I'm hadn't sure. bothered trying to get, like, live-action actors in there and stuff like that, if it yeah. had just been almost, like, Disney yeah. that had done it, then it would okay. be better. Yeah, probably not. Right. Um, I'm not faffing around with the positioning of things. But what yeah. I'm going to do is I'm going to go through each tier and you, Ollie, you've got two left. Michael, you've Thanks not so. used any. Holly's got two left. If you want to, do it right. So, fail. Jurassic World Dominion. Despicable Me 3. Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Toy Story 4. Rise of Skywalker. Transformer Age of Extinction. Transformers Dark of the Moon. Minions. The Lion King. Titanic. Avatar Way of Water. Third. Hobbit Unexpected Journey, Alice in Wonderland, Finding Dory, Avengers Age of Ultron, Furious 7 and Avatar, 2-2, Phantom Menace, Aladdin. Oh, oh. Oh, she's beating Aladdin. No. Phantom Menace. Pirates. Dead Man. The first Pirates, uh, Curse of the Black Pearl, absolutely brilliant. So much fun. Like really great start to a franchise. All of the others, dross, dross, rubbish, terrible. Third. Oh, don't be hating on Davy Jones. <laughs> He's an incredible character. Uh, right. it, it, um, it's not that I hate the character. The film that the character is given to work with. Right. So Dead Man's Chest is now a third. Finishing the yeah, team. Right. Captain Marvel, Aquaman, Iron Man 3, The Fate of the Furious, Incredibles 2, Beauty and the Beast, Frozen 2. Two ones, Harry Potter and the Death of Hallows Part Two, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, Zootopia Zootropolis, Rogue One, Toy Story Three, Dark Knight Rises, Spider Man Home, uh, Spider Man Far From Home, Frozen. Zito. What? Zootropolis up. Okay. Zootropolis I'm up. I'm all right with that. You know, I really enjoyed okay. Zootropolis. Um, Spider Man Far From Home, Frozen, Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Star Wars The Last Jedi, Black Panther. There's so many I want to veto, but they've already had the veto put on them, so we can't. Those are like the main ones where I'm like... Other than these last two vetoes, every veto hurts me. (laughs) Jurassic World. Um, And then first list, Dark Knight, Jurassic Park, Barbie, Joker, Skyfall, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, Captain America Civil War, Top Gun Maverick, Avengers, Spider-Man No Way Home, Avengers, Infinity War, Star Wars The Force Awakens, Avengers Endgame, and now Zootropolis. I would say as much as I like Zootropolis, when you read that list out and end it with Zootropolis, it feels wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But again, like, I, I, I struggle to find a fault with it. Acting's great, world building's great, story's great, characters are great. Yeah. Okay. Can I propose a new rule about the vetoes, which yeah. might mean that Michael can use one? I know you've said you can't veto a veto because it would just keep going. How about you can use two of your vetoes was, to veto someone I, else's because you feel so strongly about I it? I thought about this yesterday, two. right? In that I wouldn't say if you've got two vetoes of your own, you can veto a veto. I would say if you can get two people to use the veto with you as well. You mm. can fight against. Fine. 
I like the idea of using two veto points to undo someone's one veto. So, Michael, you've got a choice. Which one are we saving? Which one are we bringing down? Are you going to uh, go positive for Titanic or are you bringing a Jurassic World down? I, I feel like Titanic in fail is really unfair. That's I so, think it's, yeah. I've it's got like, one veto left. I'll add mine. We can use three to bring it up. I think Titanic is at minimum a three one. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I'd be okay with saying it's not a first, but it's so, like you said, the second half of that film when they're in the water and the lights go out, and it might be that I'm I'm a little bit afraid of open water, but I really I mean that film might be why I'm afraid of open water. It's, it's the implication. You look at it and you think that actually happened, and that right. is horrifying. Absolutely ludicrous. It's the implication that you think that Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom are infinitely better than that film. They are. Which is, which is just alien to me as a concept. How are you trusted to teach kids I about film? You of all people, I can't believe you of all people like Titanic. Why? Because it's naff. Right, the first, again... It's the backlash to the backlash now, Adam. Get with it. It is, yeah, and I can't do anything about it, and I've been outnumbered and ganged up upon on my own podcast. <laughs> and also, <laughs> Kathy Bates is Molly Brown. What a girl. Oh, just, right, whatever. Right, we're going to wrap this up, because, again, we're now two and a half hours in, and there goes my idea of getting it done in an hour and a half. Right. I've, got to, I've got to take a suit to Manchester. It's not happening. Right. It's, why, it's why you need to start editing. Oh, start doing little clips like YouTube shorts like all the others do. <laughs> you know, YouTube shorts only lets you do a minute at a time. Whoa. Yeah, that's why, because the, the clips. Yeah. Supposed to be I'm not chopping this up into minute chunks. <laughs> what you need to do is at the start of a minute and the end of a minute. There's no point. What you need to do is get a button. Like, did I get like a stream deck like I've got? But if there's a bit that you like, you think, oh, that was a really good minute, you press a button, it marks it in the video. That's and then you idea. can go back and you can grab that minute. I just press a button on my stream deck if I'm recording something and it records the last minute of whatever was on my screen. Right, me it's constantly conversation about this kind of stuff. That's going to change my life. Yeah, no, I, can, I can tell you yeah. the software I use for it. It's really good. Right, yes. Uh, right, thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening. Another mammothon again. Apologies to <laughs> Mackie if he's listening and apologies to Sam Collins if he's listening. <laughs> No, no, no apologies to Sam Collins. He has Just, dumb opinions. Because because of Transformers <laughs> and because of the length of it. Um, but yeah, right. Goodbye from us all. We will see you next time. We're going to do top 10 critical darlings, um, which are basically films that everyone else likes, but you don't. <laughs> Titanic. Um, <laughs> we're also going to do our top 10 actors as well. So yeah, we're going to get ready for that. All right, guys. See you in a bit. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.